tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. So the bean has a health benefit. That's what they think. I see. Until next week when it doesn't. And they tell you to flick the bean away. Is that, because it's not good for Is you. that in the journal? Yep. They're going to put that in the New England Journal of Medicine, huh? Mm-hmm. Flick the bean That's away. That's an English term for throw away the bean. Flick the bean away. Mm-hmm. Toss it in the bin. Yeah. Put the bean in the bin. Yeah. Not the same as putting the biscuit in the basket. No. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, dude! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Quarterback! Watch your profanity! Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a big show today. All the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL coming up at 348. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. In the 4 o'clock hour. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Bone? Uh, today we're doing something pretty straightforward. We're just going to do 90s music trivia. Feels I like know. you're setting me up for something. I'm not. I'm No, here's what I'm going to do. You're going to embarrass different. me. No, no, no. I'm going to do, this is not going to be like my typical where we have one question that I have nine minutes of exposition about each answer. This is just really going to be trivia. And I've got 25 questions on 90s music. Oh, so it's like rapid fire trivia. Yeah. And I'm not giving you multiple choice. Oh, so these are, you know, I mean, so these are things that I would think some of them I I know you're not necessarily going to be up on because it's not your style of music, but a lot of them are things you're going to just roll your eyes when I ask you. So I want to see how many you can get. And there's a few that I think are borderline for you. So right. we'll see. Uh, we got a big program today. Before we start the show, I want to thank all of the crazy listeners. Absolutely. That bought our special Man and Bone World Tour box, VIP box. We had the big event last night. Uh, 75 crazy people showed up. I think you and I got a chance to talk to every single one of them. I hope so. We tried really hard to do that. We stayed around and... Talked as long as we could to everyone that was there. So, yeah, I, I feel like we tried to make the rounds as best we could. And everybody said the same exact thing to me. I'm sure you're hating every minute of this. <laughs> and I, I told them, and I'll tell you, I did not hate it. I'll tell you why. A, because it's a room full of people that like me. That's yeah, very rare. That feels good, doesn't it? Because I walk in any room, I assume everybody hates me, but... These are people who spent $200 to hang out with me. I assume everybody likes me. You had literal receipts to prove that in case yes. you were curious. So that's number one. Number two, the reason why I usually hate doing like radio station events and stuff like that, it's not like I, that I hate talking to the listeners. I don't. I hate all the other extra crap that comes with it. Get on the microphone and announce a bar special or do some sort of dumb trivia contest and you know, sometimes you're in a bar or restaurant where half the people don't know who the hell you are, so you're talking to people that don't know who you are. That's the type of stuff that drives me crazy. Hanging out in a room with our most hardcore fans, we wouldn't be doing any of this without these idiots. No. And, and we appreciate the hell out of you. No, it was it was one of those nights, too, where 
as we're all hanging out and, and getting to talk to everybody, I mean, the amount of things people remembered that I had forgotten about the show or things that as soon as they were said, I'm like, oh, yeah, that did happen. I completely forgot we said that or did that. And I, I, I specifically remember we had a listener who came up, Cedric, who said, I remember the three of you, meaning me and Mike and then Tim Hall was in for crosstalk at the end of the show. And it came to light that I take my zip off hoodie, my zip up hoodies. I will unzip just like a quarter of the way and then just pull it over my head. That way it's already pre-zipped for the next time I want to wear it. Zip. And so when I said that, Timmy said, like, you're absolutely insane. How dare you? And you, I think, said the same thing. And then you both just kind of jumped me. And we had like a two-minute argument about it. And then that was it. And Cedric brought this back to my attention and said, yes, this this is a thing that happened. And I'm totally on your side. And I was like, I'm I'm glad that you remembered that because it, it reminded me of how right I was, number one. But also it reminded me of just how absurd some of the things are we argue about on this show. You know what else I liked about last night, too, is that you you couldn't bring a guest if you bought a box. It was just you. Right. Right. And so we had a lot of people that just came by themselves. Yeah. And they didn't, you know, some people had buddies that also bought a box. They came together. But like 80% of the people who, who came last night came solo. And they wound up sitting with other people that they didn't know. Yeah. They, had, they have nothing in common with this person except the radio show that they like to listen to. And everybody made friends last night. I heard from so many people saying, I didn't know this guy before tonight, and now we've exchanged numbers, and we're going to be friends yeah. now. I think that's really cool. That was, uh, I, I guess, an unintended consequence of that, but a good one. And I'm glad that that happened. But yeah, it was it was a really fun night. And the other thing is, without saying too much, like, all the suits here were very unsure of what was going to happen with this, and they didn't know what to believe, what to think, weren't quite knowing what to expect when we said we want to make this metal rock show t-shirt for a tour we're not going on, and then put a box together and have a meet and greet. They didn't know what to expect. In, in, in fairness, though, we were allowed to do it. We were. Even and though they we, didn't get it. They did not get it, but they said, go ahead and try it, and then the pressure was on a little bit to make to hope that it did it did not fail. The listeners came through, whether you bought the T-shirt only or if you ended up buying the box and got to come to this thing last night, they are so impressed with you guys, not with us, but with you guys and what you did in this. They are sounding like there will be green lights for other things like that maybe down the road. Yes, we'll, we'll do, definitely do another box and another party next year. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to do... I think that's going to be a right. thing they'll, they'll want to do again. I, I don't want to do too many of those because... You know, it's a lot of work from a design standpoint. And quite frankly, it's insulting for us to ask you for you know two hundred dollars more than once a year. Yeah, you know that that's a that's a big thing for all of you, and so that's not lost on us. And so, there might be people who didn't get in this time who want to get in next time. Yes, that's, you know? that's fine. But you know, we'll do another box and gathering next year because, quite frankly, I have one gathering a year in me. <laughs> that's that's what you're getting from me. Yeah. Thanks so. for showing up, Teddy. By the way, happy belated birthday. To Panama Ted, the big five zero, Teddy Holbrook. I'm ten years older than Bone. That's right, almost. I got a Bone's few more still days. Thirty nine. Yeah, a few more days. When's yours? Oh, mine. I, yeah, thought, you. Were I thought you were talking. We know mine. Sorry. Mine was yeah, yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you. Mine's the fourteenth. Oh, happy 14th. birthday, Bone. I was, we're spanning. I was just. It, it hit me as you asked that. We're spanning three generations here. We've got someone yeah. in their fifties, someone in their forties, and. 
the young spring chicken over here in his 30s. Well, yeah. yeah. You'll be in your 40s soon enough. Well, I have to get you a gift or soon. something. Gift? I mean, the gift was he didn't have to come to the thing last night, I think, for Teddy. <laughs> that was my gift, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, I don't want to go around people. Maybe next year we'll get you uh, out there. Teddy, Teddy, let me tell you something. If you were there last night, buddy, you, you are underestimating. You would have, you would have, the type of listener that we had. Stick, stupid Brad, I almost called him Sticker Brad. <laughs> stupid Brad was signing autographs for people last oh, night. Wow. All right. So if you were there, come on. And by the way, he was printing the words Sticker Brad. Like, that's what, in all caps. He has no signature. There was no signature for Sticker Brad. He could have just signed Brad. I assume he signs his name to things somewhere. He prints it like that. Well, they don't teach cursive anymore. (laughs) It's a waste of time. He didn't learn how to do it. Good. Uh, Major League Baseball trade deadline today at 6 p.m. So, look, very active today. Tremendously active. Yeah, tons of things. Juan Soto is going from the Nationals to the Padres. Josh Bell, by the way, going with him. And while Juan Soto's the the bigger name because he's 23 years old and turned down $440 million, Josh Bell is having the better season. Yeah. He has been an excellent excellent, player for the Nationals. That is a big pickup for the Padres. I would like to remind people this because, you know, and and we're guilty of this too. We get bogged down by talking about the economics of baseball. The reality is every single person who owns a Major League Baseball team is rich. Mm-hmm. Whether they're rich with cash in their bank account or they're rich because their team is worth a billion dollars. Let's not undersell that aspect of it. I know the Castellinis like to cry poor when it comes to Major League Baseball ownership and they talk about the market that they're in. There's not a lot of people on earth that have an asset that's worth over a billion dollars. That's correct. The Castellini family does. It is a whole new world for you when you have an asset like that. All right. So even though, yes, their bank account perhaps does not look like the Steinbrenners, the assets that they have is ridiculous because they own a Major League Baseball team. But the San Diego Padres are in the 27th biggest media market in the country. 27th biggest. Their ownership group is poorer on paper than the Dolans. Right. Who own the Cleveland Guardians. And yet they are going out there and they are trying their best to win the World Series. It may explode in their face. All this may just bite them in the ass three years from now when they have no farm system. They have a bunch of bloated contracts and they're winning nothing. But they are trying their best to win. They don't care if they're in the black this year. They want to win the World Series. I wish every single ownership group would have the same desire, and let's stop talking about market size. Right. Well, I'm, I, again, the idea of, look, you, we bought this team, but we can't afford to, to play this game the way you're expecting us to, fans. Then why did you buy this team? You know, to the Castellinis and to these other, you know, the Dolans that, that you brought up, there's plenty of other ownership groups to all across sports that do this same song and dance where they say, I... We just can't keep up with the money. Look at where, what do you expect us to do? Spend like Team X over here? Well, yeah, because you're in Team X's league and that's how this works. Yeah, there's in baseball, there's no salary cap. What are we supposed to do? Go into debt? Uh, no. If you bought a Major League Baseball team, you should be able to afford to put players on it who can go win those games, not go get glorified minor leaguers and sign them to air quotes big league deals that barely total one year of another team's superstar and that's your whole payroll no that should not be allowed and there should be a floor to this that forces these teams to have to spend more money 
give these small market fans, well, I shouldn't say that, fans of small market teams, they have been conditioned now. Like their World Series is, well, did we did we win this trade? Right? Did right. did did we did we get the prospects that we want? That oh, we want it, yay! And they almost throw themselves a parade for that because they've been so conditioned that their franchise has no chance of winning. No, your ownership group doesn't want to win. That's the reality. Paul Dolan's worth five and a half billion dollars, in, yeah. in, independent of what his franchise is worth. That is a very rich family. They don't care. They don't care about winning. When I was talking about the Blue Jackets going out and having the offseason that they've had, I go out of my way to say championships are not won in the summer. I get that. But it is nice. It is nice to know that ownership wants to win. Now, will they win? Who the hell knows? And we'll hold them accountable if they don't. But there are so many ownership groups out there that simply don't care. They don't care. But not winning because you didn't try is a lot different than, yeah, again, like if you go out and strike out looking at every pitch right down the middle, that to me feels a lot worse than you go out and strike out swinging and trying and fouling off three pitches and really fighting through the at bat and trying to make contact. You choke up, you're doing everything you can and you just get fooled on a pitch. Yeah, that's baseball, right? So that's going to happen in a game, let alone in the off season. But if you're not even trying to get into that game and you're not even taking swings, then that's where I get frustrated as an ownership group. And it, it is to that point though, about the smaller markets and all those other things, economics of baseball, you have one of the best players in the game going from the nationals, which is a top 10 media market and all those other things at that. Like, is that not the big, the big East coast media market that everyone talks about? Oh, big city. You can go get Chinese food at three o'clock in the morning, do whatever you want. <laughs> like he's going there and not that San Diego is some like, you know, backwater, nothing town. No, it's a nice but, place to live too. But well, being idea, a nice place to live and being a huge media market are two different things. Yeah, it's not the same media market. And yet they're the Padres. I think like seven of their guys in their starting lineup are traded. Like they, they were brought in via trade. They've gone out and tried to acquire this team as opposed to just building it all from scratch, which either approach is fine. As long as you're trying to actually have a plan and make it work. And it actually seems successful. Big NFL news today. We'll share it with you coming up next. Common man and T-bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find traffic is backed up on I-71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Plan on backups over there. You'll also find delays on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. This traffic report is sponsored by Family Dollar. At Family Dollar, they've got more of what you want for back to school. Kickstart your day the right way with cereals from General Mills, Post, and Kellogg's. All back in a fashion with a huge selection of apparel and footwear for the entire family. Family Dollar, helping you do more. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. We're very stupid. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game this week, Mona? We're going to do a little 90s music trivia. By the way, Juan Soto, that trade that you talked about, one of the biggest deals in Major League Baseball history. 
as far as some of the numbers that he's put up in his time prior to being traded at the age that he is. According to ESPN Stats and Info, he's the first player in history, in the history of the game, age 23 or younger, to change teams mid-season the year he was an all-star. And then, obviously, he's won a World Series, MVP runner-up, two-time Silver Slugger, home run derby champion, not that that matters, but it is part of the deal. Uh, youngest player in National League history to win a batting title. And like you said, he's not even necessarily having the best season of the guys involved in this no, deal. No, Josh Bell's having a better season. Now, Juan Soto will have the better career. Yeah, I'm you quite think. sure of it. I mean, he's 23, got plenty of <laughs> runway ahead well, of him. Well, you know to what? It's really it's not in his control, though. That's what I keep hearing from him. Whenever he's asked, like, hey, man, you turned down $440 million. Well, you know, I just control what I can control, and I let other people handle that. Well, you know, what right. Are you, what are you going to do? I. I that's such a weird line to keep throwing out there. And it's coming from him. It's not just like his agent saying that and, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, hey, it's just the market or whatever. He's saying it's not in my control. Everything's in your control, buddy. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing what he's trying to get at, if I'm being generous, is he's saying, I want the best deal. My agents are telling me we can get a better deal if I don't sign this. And so since I want the best deal possible... They aren't willing to give it to me That's here fine. in Washington. That's out of that is out of my control. What Washington wants to give me, but it's not like Washington's giving you a hundred grand and saying, "Well, take it or leave it," or a hundred million even and saying, "Take it or leave it." And you're saying, "Well, I can make three hundred million more if I sign with literally any other team. I'm not going to no, do but that." I, I can't stand these powerful guys, and I would always get on LeBron when he would play this card because he pretty much does every single year. Oh, I'm just a, I'm just a basketball player. I don't know what's going on. They, they fire the coach. That has nothing to do with me. What are you talking about? You're in a position of power. It has everything to do with you. Wait, stop treating us like we're stupid and we don't know that. That's insulting to the fans. Yeah. Well, this is too, right? Him saying, yes. I, I, I don't. I don't make that call. It's like, no, you actually, you actually do. Everyone who is helping with this decision on your behalf is paid for by you to do so. You're, if your agent is saying, don't sign that one, we can get a better deal, or I can get you out of here if you really want that, all of it is predicated on, if he just said, look, man, all I need is to be in the ballpark of one of the highest paid players in the game, I want fair market value, but it doesn't have to be the richest contract ever, it doesn't have to be the most money ever, I just want to be fairly compensated for what I could get on the open market. Well, certainly what the Nationals offered him was, I mean, in the running, four hundred forty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's not, but it's not the most. Period. Dot. Dot. End of story. Nothing. It's it's pretty good given what his value is. He might be able to get slightly more, and I'm sure he is going to get slightly more. But that is in his control. All of that's in his control. Major League Baseball trade deadline today at six o'clock. We talked about this briefly yesterday. You know, and this is why I get upset. We're hey, more playoff teams, the better. Because you'll have all these teams that'll be making moves, trying to get in the playoffs, and no, not really. I saw the Orioles traded their closer, Jorge Lopez, yeah. and the Orioles are, you know, they traded Trey Mancini yesterday, they all traded right. their closer today, they're two and a half games out of a playoff spot, but we know and they know, whether they're surprising people or not, they're not going to win the World Series, so why am I going to bust my ass to try and do that? This is what I've been saying all along. Just because you add playoff spots doesn't mean these teams are going to go out and act like they're going to win the World Series. And you're seeing that. Well, and they and they clearly aren't. I mean, it's it's unfortunate though. I mean, that 
the goal of all this is to make everyone feel like there's a chance for your team to have uh, more inclusion in the playoffs, get more fan bases excited. And the reality is until teams start feeling like that's a realistic possibility to go compete and win with their current rosters, you're not going, even if, even if there are teams that probably, like, who knows the Orioles get in there, maybe they get hot and one of their pitchers just goes on a tear and all of a sudden two or three of your guys are like the best pitchers in baseball out of nowhere in September, October, you, you could go on a run then, right? If your team gets plucky and hot and your pitching is awesome, but we'll never find out because they're not willing to take that risk to then miss out on the return from what they're getting by trading these guys away. Baseball postseason is a different animal, too. You look at the NFL, and it, it's true. You can you sneak into the playoffs, anything can happen, because you have to win three games. Right, you yes, know, in, yes. In, in, it's, in baseball, it's, more it's much likely different. in the NFL than it is in Major League Baseball. Even, You're even exactly in, right. Even in the NHL, you can have a hot goaltender, you play above your skis, you can have a starting pitcher go out there and be the best postseason pitcher in the world and still lose your series. That's just yeah. the way it goes. Yeah. It's it's tough deal, and I don't know what you're supposed to do about that. I mean... <laughs> well, nothing, but let's stop pretending that we have to have a million postseason teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, I, you're saying they could walk this back. Yeah, and that that's would what help. I would do. I would, too, but we know that's never going to happen. Or, or I would be shocked if they ever take playoff games off the table once they've given them to the TV partners and said, here you go, here's more things you can sell, and they all salivate over it. I'm guessing they won't ever take that back, unfortunately. Big NFL news today. The NFL has punished the Miami Dolphins for tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. And they also made note. I don't know if there's necessarily punishment for this. I think all the punishments from the tampering. uh, Essentially not being clear enough in their organizational vision. Remember, Brian Flores came out and said, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, offered me $100,000 for every game that I lost. They wanted me to tank these games. The NFL said they were going to investigate, and we got the results of that investigation today. Right. So the NFL, in their statement they put out, they had two sections. They had the tampering section, and then they had the tanking section. So the tampering section, they they lay out very clearly. The Dolphins had impermissible, impermissible, that too, communications with Tom Brady in 2019-2020 while he was under contract with the Patriots, and they said it began as early as August 2019, Continued through the season and postseason. Uh, this was done by Mr. Beal, who is uh, the... I'm trying to remember It's what this front office guy's name is, but he's like the COO of the team. He's one of the very higher high-ups. So he and Stephen Ross, the owner, were very much aware of this going on. They also said they had impermissible communications with Tom Brady again after the 2021 season. They also had impermissible communications with Sean Payton while he was under contract. So all of that is is big, bad no-nos. And they are like, yes, the Dolphins did this. We can verify. Look at all this. Ooh, that's bad. Don't do that. Then they got to the tanking part of this. And suddenly it got very nuanced about everything. They said, and I'm just reading you from the NFL statement, they found in their investigation, Dolphins did not intentionally lose games in the 2019 season, the one that Brian Flores alleges they did. Uh, they bring up a couple games where they beat Cincinnati and New England despite worsening their draft position in the 2020 draft by doing so. That was late in the season. Then they said this, on a number of occasions during the 2019 season, Stephen Ross expressed his belief that Dolphins' position in the upcoming draft should take priority over the team's win-loss record. Those comments were made to team president, to the general manager, to the senior vice president, and to Brian Flores. These comments, which Flores took to be suggestions that he lose games, 
troubled him, and he expressed his concerns in writing to senior club officials, each of whom assured Coach Flores that everyone, including Mr. Ross, supported him in building a winning culture. Uh, Then they said, later on, there was a comment by Stephen Ross to Brian Flores where he said, I'll pay $100,000 a game if you'll lose. And the NFL, in this thing, in this statement, says... There are differing recollections about the wording, timing, and context. However, phrased, such a comment was not intended or to be taken as a serious offer. So they're admitting, basically, the owner said to Brian Flores, I'd rather be number one in the draft than be number one in the wins and give you a hundred grand if you lose this game next week. Ha ha ha, JK LOL. And basically they're saying because Steven Ross is kind of like a weirdo. Brian Flores should have known, oh, he's joking around. He doesn't actually mean that. Now, who knows what's true there, but they're suddenly very much tiptoeing around all that stuff when it comes to tanking. Tampering, they were like, this dude did it. He did it a lot. He did it horribly. He's a known cheater. Did he cheat in tanking? Well, no, he's a jokester. He just jokes around. And that's really weird to me until you remember that the NFL is being sued over one of those allegations and not the other one. So there is a punishment aspect to this. We'll talk about that coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some backups on West Broad Street west of 270. Plan on slowdowns as they get things cleaned up. You'll also find traffic is slow on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessett. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Ohio Laborers and Lessett are reminding you to never text while driving. No text messages worth being distracted and getting into an accident. Take the safer roads today at OhioLECET.com. Together we can stop distracted driving. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. We have more NFL goodies for you. The Dolphins punished by the National Football League today. But before we do that, T-Bone's going to sell you some water. Yeah, if you have a water softener at home, maybe that's uh, been working for you. It's doing well, but maybe you forget to put the salt in it. That's kind of a problem. That actually makes it not work anymore. So the good news is Connecticut has thought of this. They are the leaders in fixing the problem water here in Columbus. They can fix that in your house. If you don't already have a water softener, you should check them out, ConnecticutColumbus.com. But if you do and you forget to put the salt in it, well, they've got a solution. It's the Connect Salt Monitor. It sends alerts to your smartphone when you're running low on salt. You can check salt levels anywhere, anytime. And for a limited time, Connecticut slashing the price on those the Connect Salt Monitor is what it is. ConnecticutColumbus.com is where you go to find out more. And again, if you don't have any of that equipment in your house, I love the Connecticut stuff that we have in our house. Whole home treatment. We got it in two two plus years ago. It's been working great. We have the K5 drinking water station. We love that too. ConnecticutColumbus.com. They will help you get the funk out of your water. So the NFL has punished the Miami Dolphins 
There were two things they were looking at. Tampering charges with Tom Brady and Sean Payton and allegations of tanking by former head coach Brian Flores. So last segment, we sort of laid out what they had to say. And the punishment, look, whether you think they're beating around the bush on the tampering, they probably are, but they find Stephen Ross, what, a million and a half, $1.5 million. Which that's not a lot for him. No, I mean, it's, it's not a lot it's for a, him. It's but, a big amount of money on paper, but obviously for him, that's not really the punishment that I would be looking at there, right? No, it's, no. It's, the, he has to stay away from the team for a certain amount of time, too. But the, the real punishment is that they have a first and a third taken away from them, right? Yeah, they're losing the first round pick in the upcoming draft, 2023, and then they will also lose a third rounder in 2024. And then another team executive who was named in the investigation, he can't be around the team either. Steven Ross can't be on any NFL committees all this year. He can't go to any league-wide meetings until the official annual meeting they do in the spring where all the owners get together. So, I mean, he's getting a, a shunning to some degree from the other owners. And presumably, I mean, look, taking away the tanking allegations for a second, the tampering allegations by themselves that's that's dirty pool. Like everyone in the league is going to be pretty ticked off about that as far as all the owners and front office people, because if you're allowed to do that, then any anything goes and they're all going to be subject to their good coaches when they find them getting tampered with. So they set those rules up specifically because they don't want to have this problem. He's just breaking their rules. And so I could see them just giving this punishment for that. Or it may be that this is the NFL saying, yeah, we know you were tanking and doing all that stuff too, but we're never going to admit that on paper because there's a lawsuit going on about that. So we're going to punish you like you were doing that, but we're just not going to acknowledge that publicly that that's what was going on. And again, we talked about this at the time when these allegations first came out, you know, in in terms of, you know, tanking is a, is a dirty word, but. In reality, most teams will sit down and say, what is our best opportunity to win? All right, Is, is winning seven games this season going to get us closer to our bottom line, which is winning the Super Bowl? We're not ready to do that now. So it's not in our best interest to do that. Now, that's not ownership or the general manager going to the coach saying, hey, lose this game for me. That's organizationally putting together a plan saying this is the best course of action to get where we want to be. Coach's job, player's job every single week is to go out there and win. Yeah. So if the Dolphins were doing that, guess what? So are the Browns. So are a bunch of other teams. They're all trying to do that. The difference is, if you have an owner, even if it is in jest, going to a coach saying, hey, I'll give you $100,000 if you lose this week. That's out of bounds. It's out of line. Right. Of course it is. You can't be doing that. And so I don't care if it was a joke or not. The Miami Dolphins should be punished for their stupidity. Well, at the very least, right. I mean... Yeah, and your point is well taken. I think it's laughable when the NFL says things like, none of our team, what, tanking? They're not doing that. How dare you insinuate they would be? Everyone's playing this the the most straight up they can. No one wants yeah, to Yeah, well, that's dumb. Right. We, Fancy right through that. That's a lie. Right. We know, that, we know that tanking goes on from an organizational standpoint because why else would teams gut their rosters, only keep a few high-priced veterans who aren't really playing at the best level they... they could be because they're just not that good anymore. Why would a team do that for a year? Oh, wait. And then they suddenly are one of the worst teams in the league. They end up with the top three pick. That's why. Cause it's, there's a great easy incentive there that 
funny enough, we talk all the time about the problem of tanking possibly in the NBA and what do we fix about you know tanking and same in the NHL to a degree, right? Of getting rid of team, building these shell teams that basically have minor leaguers on them and trying to just hope that your team will get the number one pick. What have they done in those leagues? They put lotteries together. They waited the lotteries. Even if you end up being the worst team, you don't get the guarantee that you're going to get the first pick, all this other stuff. The NFL, literally all you have to do is go over and you're going to get the number one guy. That, that like It could not be clearer in the NFL how quickly it is that you can be rewarded for tanking on purpose. The NFL does not want that to be admitted. What they definitely don't want is an owner saying to a coach, I will pay you to drop this game. And and you're right. Even if it wasn't meant seriously. Doesn't matter. That all again, the NFL's line here is like, ah, Brian Flores should have known he didn't mean that. <laughs> that's their defense. This guy, yeah, right. This guy's kooky. Nobody takes him seriously. Well, then that's another problem, isn't it? Right. Well, and and if your argument is no one takes him seriously and he's kooky, is that more believable? Or is it more believable that this guy breaks a lot of rules? See the other part of this release we just put out where we said this guy definitely broke all the rules for many years in a row and did not give two bleeps about what everybody else thought it's easy to see why brian flores in that environment might have said well gosh he doesn't seem to care about the rules when it comes to other things now maybe he didn't know obviously that they were going out trying to hire a coach behind his back but they he may have known about the player that they were talking about right he may have heard that they were talking about hey we got a way to talk to tom brady just fyi like that might have gotten around that this has been going on. And then if the owner comes and says, hey, bio, all I care about is getting the number one pick. I want you to drop this game. You might think this guy's unscrupulous enough to mean that. So they're trying to cover their you-know-whats with this and say, no, he never tanked. But that Brian Flores lawsuit is out there for a reason, and I'm guessing this is why the NFL's skirting around that issue in this release. Well, the Brian Flores lawsuit still lives. That's right. You know, and there are other aspects of that too. Obviously the you know, lack of minority coaches and the allegations that what was it, the Giants? Yeah, made, made up their mind a, uh, before they even talked to him. Right. Yeah. That was when he got the text from Belichick that said yeah. congratulated him and it was congratulating the wrong former assistant that he had. Yeah. No, I think what you have here is a situation where the Dolphins were, you know, dipping their toe in waters they shouldn't be with tampering, and your owner is stupid with a big mouth. But as far as teams you know, strategically saying it's not in our best interest to try and win this year. That's not that's not tanking to me. You know, look at the Atlanta Falcons this year. Is it in their best interest to go out there and win eight games? Go eight and nine? No, no, no. No, they know what they want to do as an organization. And you're right. If it was every single year we want to tank because we never want to win and we, we want to screw over our fans. And then that's a different story. But presumably you are tanking because that helps you get better in the future right now you may not have smart enough guys running your team to actually get better but the plan is to get better yeah i mean the reality is all the owners they could easily squash that by having a system like the nba does or uh, some of these other leagues that say yeah just because you finish with the worst record doesn't mean you get the number one pick they all don't want to do that because they know when they've screwed it up for five years in a row and they've tried and they bet on a quarterback and a coach and an offensive line and all that other stuff that didn't work out. And now they're, they've been terrible for three years. They know they can be really terrible for one more year and then get a, out of a get out of jail free card. Right. Then they have a chance to go get a generational quarterback talent that can rescue their franchise. If they get the right coach 
and then suddenly they're back in the penthouse very quickly, and they like that option. That's why they haven't changed it. All the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Plenty of slowdowns out there. You'll find delays on I-71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Plan on backups in that area. You'll also find backups on I-71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. About a five-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Family Dollar. At Family Dollar, they got more of what you want for back to school. Kickstart your day the right way with cereals from General Mills, Post, and Kellogg's. Fall back into fashion with a huge selection of apparel and footwear for the entire family. Family Dollar, helping you do more. Only an array with fan traffic. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Major League Baseball trade deadline today at 6 p.m. I saw that Tommy Pham got shipped out to Boston for a player to be named later. And Red just did something else, right, Teddy? Who went? Yeah, your guy, uh, John Heyman. Mm. Uh, Hyman. <laughs> he was, he's reporting that the Twins have traded for him. Traded for who? For Tyler Molly. Tyler Molly. Tyler Molly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. A lot of activity, man. A lot of activity around the trade deadline. And you know, teams know. I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but they know this is their last chance to add before the postseason. There are, there are no more waiver deals after this. Yeah, that's something you brought up yesterday that I was I was unaware of. But yeah, it, this is it. Yeah, they 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 outlawed the waiver deals, so teams couldn't sit back and say, well, you know. Maybe we'll trade for one of these guys. Like the Eric Hosmer deal. Eric Hosmer goes to Boston. The Padres wanted to clear him off the books when they were trading for Juan Soto. Eric Hosmer would be the type of guy who would go in a waiver deal. Yeah. Because no one would really claim that contract. No, it's a <laughs> that would clear a huge waivers. contract. Right. Right. But he was forced to go today. Yeah. That makes sense. No, it's it's a good rule that they've done. And it, I mean, at least for this, if they're trying to make the trade deadline more interesting, uh, job done. Yeah, they've done it. Inside the NFL, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones Inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. Bone. Well, uh, we heard about this deal. We talked about it a little bit earlier with uh, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, basically getting punished, and the Dolphins as an organization getting punished. They lose their first-round pick coming up in this year's draft in 2023 and the third-round pick the next year, plus a bunch of fines, and he can't be around the NFL. Well, next week, the owners will be in Minnesota all having a meeting, not their annual meeting that, that he can go to next year. He's not allowed to come to this thing because he's suspended. But all the other owners will be there. And apparently the the rumors are that Roger Goodell is expected to, quote, read the riot act to all the owners regarding tampering and tanking uh, in the aftermath of this suspension. So interesting. He should. No, he should. Because his job is to protect these idiots from themselves. That's that's exactly right. They hired him to say, go out in public and say, look. 
this is what we did. This is what we didn't do. We're all okay. What you heard about us tanking, that's not happening. He can go behind closed doors and say, listen, you morons. I can only do that a couple more times before they're going to get wise. So you better get smart and figure this out and right. stop doing this stupid stuff. So, yes, I don't doubt that he will be <laughs> as tersely worded as he can be in front of the guys who pay him lots and lots of money. Uh, and then Stephen Ross, if you didn't see it, the Dolphins, they put out a statement. This was from Stephen Ross. I'll read it to you. The independent investigation cleared our organization of any issues related to tanking and all of Brian Flores' other allegations. As I've said all along, these allegations were false, malicious, and defamatory, and this issue is now put to rest. With regards to tampering, I strongly dis- disagree with the conclusions and the punishment. However, I'll accept the outcome because the most important thing is that there are no distractions for our team. So, <laughs> again, I don't think in anything that the NFL put out today, they said, oh, for sure, Stephen Ross definitely was not discriminatory in any of the hiring practices that he had with regards to you know the NFL. They didn't say anything about that. All they said was, it kind of looked like you were joking around, and Brian Flores should have known that. But whatever. Stephen Ross has taken his victory lap, which is kind of what that NFL press release was set up to do, I guess. The other question that I've seen posed about this, and I, I guess it's worth mentioning if you're not aware, but Tom Brady was mentioned, right, as being the subject of the tampering. So was Sean Payton. Neither of those guys are able to be punished if you were hoping they could be. They're not. They're not going to punish either of those guys. Whenever something like this happens, tampering goes to the party doing the tampering. I don't really think it would be fair if Tom Brady gets a phone call and he's like, hello. And they're like, yeah, hey, we want you to come play for the Dolphins. This is Steven Ross talking. And he's like, oh, is this allowed? Hey, who cares, man? I'm an owner, right? I can talk to you. I make the rules. Yeah, I make the rules. Then you're like, all right, man, that was weird. Well, see you later. And then like Tom Brady suspended for a year. And it's like, well, he didn't do anything. They just he took a phone call. Maybe he takes a few more phone calls. In fact, I don't blame him if he does, because get that money, Tom. You should. Everybody should be getting that money. But the owners know better. They set their own damn rules. They, they're they the ones who want these rules, so you can't go out and break them willy-nilly. But it's good that Tom Brady, Sean Payton, they're not getting punished for this. I don't think they should be. Uh, switching gears now to talk about something non-tampering slash tanking related. Your guy, your absolute unit of a guy, Ooh. Zach Wilson, the babyface I, I, assassin. Look. He's ready for you. He became my guy. He's your guy. I said there's a chance he could be good. (laughs) I saw flashes in him. Well, I'm not saying that he is good or that he will be good. I said there's a chance he could be good. You know who else saw flashes of him? Who? A lady from his mother's book club. No, yes. but anyway, yeah, she right. saw more than a flash. Yeah, she saw the whole package. He right made there. her some tea, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, he was at Jets training camp on Tuesday, and he was asked about you know things in the off season percolating on social media. He said he's deleting all his social media apps out of the regular season in order to block out all the noise. He said, "For me, it just comes down to limiting what voices I really need to hear, and right now, it's here." Hearing what my coaches have to say, what the other quarterbacks have to say, and what my teammates are thinking on every single play. Even parents sometimes can be a distraction, especially their hot friends. Right, Zach? That's right. I know what you're saying, buddy. You got distracted by getting on the gram and seeing some pictures of Graham. Grandma. You're somebody's oh, grandma. grandma. Yeah, you know what's going on. Yeah. Gam Gam was in the night night and you said time to go. Well, in fairness... Zach Wilson's mom's friend is probably like 42 years old. 
Well, maybe she has like older friends. You know, you have there's always someone in the friend group who's a little older. So you, you think know? he's porking a sixty year old? I don't know. Right. I don't judge. Let him live. You know what? That might, that might be a, a a world that he a ride. He decides I want to go back to. Well, I, I like. That. I'm sure she could teach you some stuff. Sure. And I didn't get to my Leonard Fournette story, but I can bring that up later because he had some nice quotes about why he is so fat. We're out of time. Well, then maybe later. Is it uh, the Eddie Lacy excuse? Oh, about getting China food? No. Like, man, I try and lose weight, but it's all that China food. Um, he said, I mean, I got big jeans, so it is what it is. Big jeans. His jeans are bigger, so he's just, that's why he's bigger. Got it. Me too. Ryan Day loses another one. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. More delays out there. You'll find traffic is slow on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Plan on some backups over there. And more delays on 670 eastbound between Neal Avenue and I-71. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. It's Fresh Time Market summer vitamins and body care sale. Save 30% on over 5,000 wellness products from nutrition-boosting supplements to hydrating skin care. Now through August 2nd, get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game this week, Bone? We're doing a simple, straightforward 90s music trivia. That's what we're going to do 534. You heard Keels talking about a very busy trade deadline day in Major League Baseball. Deadline is 6 o'clock. San Diego Padres making lots of moves. We'll see if it works out. Of course, Josh Hader goes there yesterday. Juan Soto and Josh Bell go there today. And I've seen some of the baseball smarks out there. And look, I'm, I'm, I know these people exist, but it still drives me crazy. I don't think they're as much of a fan of baseball as they are like winning trades on paper. <laughs> Where I've seen right. so many people say, what is this doing in the Padres farm system? I'm sorry. Do they give you a World Series trophy for having the best farm system in baseball? This is what the Padres should be doing. They're going for it. You are in your winning window now. They have prospects that other people want. They are using those prospects as currency to go out and try and win the World Series. But there are so many fans out there that have been conditioned by the air quotes economics of baseball that it's not possible for their team to win anything. So instead, we have to win trades and we have to look at farm systems and say, yes, we will put up a banner for this. Right. But when what kills me, though, and I, I understand why. Right, because I know the media markets, and I know the the amount of money their TV what deals media have. Media markets? No, no, no. I'm San saying, Diego media market is twenty seventh in the country. Well, that's that's my point. They will say like teams like the Padres who don't have the same media market as 
the Dodgers or the Angels or the Yankees or, you know, those these bigger market clubs, they will say, well, they can go out every year and go after players and decimate their farm systems. But who cares? Because they're just going to go buy the next great player the next time. I understand there's a risk for the Padres, right? But of course there is. But you know what? What's going to happen if they let's say they try this and fail? Then you know what's going to happen? They're going to have a run where they're going to try to make an effort and their fan base right now. What would you feel like if you're a Padres fan? You're thrilled. If you haven't bought tickets for any games this year, you're probably considering it. You may go up and get another jersey. Like, you're you're all ready to go for this, right? You're locked in for this playoff Absolutely. run. Absolutely. And then, if it fails in a couple years, they don't really do any... I mean, they get to the playoffs, but they just don't get over the hump. They don't win a World Series because of this. Yeah, there might be three or four years where the tide goes out, you know? And then you got some high-priced players that are costing you a lot of money. You may become like what the Angels look like sometimes. They have some some good players, but no one around them, and they suck. And and that's going to be brutal. That's going to be rough. But at least you gave it a shot to go try to win. And then, yeah, hopefully three or four years down the road, you build the prospect pool back up. Some of those guys come through. And then, who knows? Maybe you can get back to that in a, in a little bit. But it's almost like, like I just said, the tide goes out. It's like some of these baseball riders want the tide to go out and then never come back to the beach. They never want to like experience the wave crashing in and the euphoria of trying to be in a playoff race for a little bit. No, because to them, the process is more interesting than yeah. actually going out and winning games. Right. Which I'll never understand. Because if you're a fan and you don't deep down want to win the World Series, then what are we doing? That's why I got in the Brewers yesterday. It's like, well, this move keeps us competitive for the next three to four years. I don't, I don't care. You have a chance to win the World Series now. That's all I care about. I don't care about you contending for a playoff spot four years from now. This is your winning window. I just go I, for it. I, I don't understand why that is so hard for people to grasp, other than they're just locked in on the business of baseball and they're not thinking about what fans enjoy, which I, is I know, watching a guy go out and crush home runs as your team is in September. Making or they need this game tonight because if they win, they're a game back with seven to go and they've got a shot. Like, isn't that something? Doesn't that matter? And I'm not saying you just mortgage the future when you have no chance at anything, but when you have the talent that teams like the Padres do, yeah, this is the time to try to capitalize on that. And I don't blame them at all for going this route and trying to make it happen. No, if I'm a Padre fan, I'm thrilled. Think about what that city's been through. It's, it's an interesting place, San Diego, if you've never been there before. It is not a huge city by any means. It's expensive because, you know, it's 72 degrees and sunny and a lot of people want to live there. But it's a Navy town. There's a lot of service people who live there. For years, they'd go to their baseball park. And if the Dodgers were in town, the place would be full of 70% Dodger fans. Right. Which, if you're a, a San Diegoite, San Diegan? San Diegan. I, I think know. that's right. That probably piss you off that you go there to root for your team and the place is 70% full of Dodger fans. You've been told that it's not a viable market for an NFL team. Your team's up and left. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, I get all that. Is All that would be very frustrating as a fan. And now you have new-ish baseball ownership that comes in and says, you know what, we're not going to be limited to our market size. We're not going to pay attention to what the outside noise is about how this city is not a big enough market to do this. We're going to spend money on our payroll, we're going to make these trades, and we're going to go for it. We're going to establish our own identity and try and win the World Series. 
Yeah, it's not a it's not a bad thing. And you know, too, Eric Hosmer got traded from the Padres today to the Red Sox. Remember when they signed him? That was the biggest deal in franchise history at the time. It was like two hundred million dollars, hundred eighty eight million, something like that. Yeah, and it was a stupid deal. Well, it was, it was a stupid. Part, but, it was a stupid deal. But my point is, that was a deal at the time. We said, "Oh well, big swing." But what if they mess that up? Well, look, <laughs> yeah, they've messed it up, and they're making more big swings now. What will that mean in the future? I don't know. I don't know if it will decimate them to the level that they will be bad for 10 years after this. But you, you, at some point, you're you're trying to go out and show that the fan base that right. is a winner and that you're going to try to do everything you can to make that happen. And in this case, a guy that everyone thought, uh-oh, what if he doesn't pan out? Well, he, he kind I mean, he was okay, but he kind of didn't. And they've been able to deal him now. To your point... You know, a lot of Reds people look at that Joey Votto contract and say, well, that's the reason. That's the reason they can't do anything. No. It's because the, the Castellinis let that be the reason. Right. That's, that's the reason they, they allow you to think they can't do anything. In reality, they just don't want to win. They don't want to win that badly. They don't want to pay the money that it takes when you do that type of deal to then have another deal on the books for the same amount and or more. And that's it's unfortunate. No, they're poor. By the way, that Hosmer thing, there was a hot second where everyone thought he could blow up this Juan Soto deal because he has a no-trade clause, and apparently they worked it out. So Because he, he, he had the Nationals on his no-trade list. He did not want to go to Washington. They were going to work it out regardless. Yeah, and they got him to go to Boston, but I saw someone post this today on Twitter, and I thought it was worth bringing up. Like, it would maybe we could just do this for baseball cities, or maybe we could just do this for life. Like, if I could have a no-trade clause... Like five things, five cities or places or things you don't have to deal with could that you could have on your list of no trade clause. Like for me, I would never want to be traded into a situation where I have to go watch a musical in a movie theater. I don't mind musicals when they're live. I will watch live music being performed, even if it is set to Broadway music and it's acted and all that. I do not get musicals on the movie screen because they can't screw that up. I want to go to a musical where someone might hit not hit the note. I want to that's the live performance. I'm for that. I don't want to go to a movie theater and watch a musical. I would put that on my life no trade clause. I don't ever want to go to a movie theater and watch a musical ever. Well, mine will not surprise you. I never want to have to go to a family function ever again. No trade clause. Yes. Like I will Either not side of the family, mine or hers ever again. <laughs> So you like, again, these guys have this where they are in a situation that they like so far. And then that situation says, no, we want to change that. You need to go somewhere else. And they go, well, too bad. I don't want to go to DC. I want that for life. I want to be able to say things like, uh, I will not sit at more than three red lights in a row. I know. I got to think about this. I got to give some thought to this and put this on paper. Uh, Ryan Day loses another one. Another recruit from the 2023 class, another commit, has flipped. It is four-star tight end Ty Lockwood. He committed to the Buckeyes last year, and now he has flipped to Alabama. This gives Alabama the number one class in 2023. Buckeyes, for a while, had the number one class in 2023. They have dropped down to fourth. According to 24-7 Sports, Alabama's number one, Notre Dame is two, let them live, Georgia's three, and then the Buckeyes are four. I know a lot of uh, like message board people are very concerned about the 2023 class. We're starting to see some guys flip now. 
flip, flip. I mean, here here's my issue with that. I I understand why, right? They were even saying this when you know you had what three receivers in one week that were all four or five star guys, two Remember? five two five star, one four star, right? Yeah. And there were people at the time we were kind of laughing at who were saying. But the defense, what about the defense, you know? And they were, like, worried about some of that recruiting. And I I understand being worried about that when you see a bunch of offensive talent coming in, and then you may not be as focused on getting the defense in. I don't think that's necessarily the problem for Ryan Day. I'm not even saying that necessarily in this Lockwood situation. What's his name again? Ty Lockwood. Flint Lockwood from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Whatever. Great movie. Um, All I know is I do not get worried about this team if they are in the top five nationally in recruiting. Do you? Now, if they if they go, you know, six, seven, eight, somewhere like that for three straight years in a row, yeah, you do risk at that point Georgia, Bama, widening the gap, continuing to widen gaps, making gaps, however you view that. Clemson gets back up there. That would be bad. Right now, you're still in the top five for this yeah, year's class, and I, I you want have a be, chance to flip a couple other guys back to you. If, I want to be top five nationally. I want to be number one in the Big Ten. Yeah, if I can achieve right. those things every single year, and like this situation with Ty Lockwood, there's a little bit more nuance to, yeah, a four-star guy walks out the door, goes to Alabama, you don't like to see it, but the Buckeyes just a few weeks ago had another four-star tight end commit in the 2023 class. And so I'm, I forget the dude's name, but I'm sure Ty Lock would say, well, they, I was a four-star tight end in the 2023 class. Another four-star tight end has just popped into the 2023 class. What am I sticking around here for if I just got an offer from Alabama? Right. I get it from his standpoint, and I'm sure Ohio State tried to keep him, but th- these are the ebbs and flows of recruiting. It's, it's a, this is making sausage. Well, it's messy. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, I know... There were people freaking out about the defense when you had three wide receivers getting recruited in one week, right? Now I'm sure some of those same people will be saying, "Uh oh, what are we going to do? We lost this guy. Is that a sign that some things are bad?" I mean, again, I would I would be the first to rip any coach at Ohio State if they're not getting the job done. I do personally like Ryan Day. He seems like a genuinely great human being, but our job is to talk about the performance on the field. If he's not getting it done, we will do that like we would anybody else. I'm not as worried about this when you have another tight end in the fold and you have some all-time level recruits coming in at wide receiver. That is one of the primary functions of any tight end, right? Is to be able to stretch a defense and help out in the passing game. I know they also have to block. I know they have different responsibilities. I'm just pointing out that losing a tight end right now, they still have time to go get another tight end. So yeah, it's not great to see a guy go from Ohio State to Bama but like you said, Mike, when you add another tight end, that's that's bound to happen. They're, they're probably going to be guys who flip at different positions if you yep. suddenly load up on one of them. Big Ten coaches share their secret thoughts. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Rush hour is heating up up there. You'll find some delays on 670 westbound between 3rd Street and I-71. Traffic is beginning to build. I-71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Traffic is slow there as well. And Route 315 southbound between West Broad Street and I-70. Plan about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Piranis Hockey World. Got some old hockey gear you've been looking to get rid of. Sideline Swap will be on hand the last two days of the Piranis Hockey World annual summer sale event in Westerville, August 4th to the 14th to purchase your lightly used sports gear. Don't miss it. I'm Leanna Ray with and traffic. 
Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. So glad you've tuned in. Three hours a day, every single day. Do it. Game show coming up at 534. T-Bone's going to try and quiz me on 90s music. Most of this will be pretty straightforward. I think you'll get at least 80% of these, but I just want to do like a speed round and see how good you really are with it. Also, Brandon tweeted us. We, I mentioned briefly Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which I don't know. Have you ever watched that movie? No. You guys have never gotten to that one? It's, no. it's a fun little kid's movie, but... Brandon tweeted and said, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 is more enjoyable with evil cartoon Jeff Rimmer. And I had totally forgotten about that. Look up Chester V. Like right now, tell me that's not someone who saw Jeff Rimmer's picture and said, we should put this face in a digital cartoon. I think many years ago we did a side-by-side comparison. I mean, they're dead on. Like it, it looks just like him. Or at least whatever a cartoon version of him should look like. But yeah, go look up Chester V from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 and tell me it's not Rimmer as a cartoon. Uh, Athlon Sports has put together uh, some quotes from anonymous Big Ten coaches talking about the other Big Ten teams. Presumably they were at Big Ten Media Days and they gathered some quotes. What I find really interesting about all of this, now most of the quotes are not very salacious, but you know, I'm sure if there were Anonymous Big Ten players out there commenting on other programs. The coaches would have a problem with it. Right? Yeah, of course. I mean, we've heard these coaches, too, before respond to anonymous coaches. Saying, I don't know who this anonymous coach is. Why is he commenting on our program? Yet, there's always enough of these coaches. Unless they're making these quotes up. Right. Which I I guess (laughs) is always possible. But there's always enough of these coaches willing to go off the record and comment on other programs. That doesn't seem to be too consistent to me. No, it's not. But looking for consistency, unfortunately, on the sidelines of college sports really is is unfortunately a uh, a tough endeavor to go through. Anyway, here's what an anonymous Big Ten coach has to say about Ohio State, according to Athlon Sports. Most coaches in the country would do anything to have a season that's considered a bad year for Ohio State. Their bad year is a great year for anyone else. When we broke down their roster last season, it was like editing your NCAA video game on Dynasty mode, and you put everybody at 99. Essentially, they could do whatever they wanted to offense on offense for the entire season. Throw Wilson a bubble screen, he'd go 80 yards. First-round receivers, first-round quarterback, first-round back. Hell, the tight end was an unsung hero who couldn't shine because he couldn't get touches. But he's one of the best in the country. This was one of the best college offenses possible, and even losing NFL receivers, they're still deep at that position. It's insane. My question is, why couldn't you put your name on that? I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe they just don't want to deal with what all the questions they'll get about like, wow, so do you just want to go coach there now? Like, what's the deal? Do you not like this, your team? I don't know. All right, anyway. I don't, know what, another, I don't know what their deal is. Here's another comment from another anonymous Big Ten coach. The sole issue that kept them out of the playoff has been fixed. It's all about how fast Knowles gets them fit for what he wants. If you're looking for a criticism here, there's short superstars on this side lately. Talking about defense. They're solid in every phase on defense, but for instance, their linebackers were fine. The reality is no one, not even this team, is built to always win by outscoring the other team, and it finally bit them. You're going to find out right away with Notre Dame, 
And what that'll and that will set the tone for how fast you can expect them back as a national title contender. Even if they lose that opener, they can still run through this conference. They're that good. I mean, again, I I don't think that any of that is wrong. To your question though about why can't these guys put their name on it, I think it's there's just there's something that these guys do where you say, Hey, can you say I am assist you know, I'm the you know, offensive coordinator for whoever, for Wisconsin. So I'm going to now have my name out there on that. They Suddenly they'd say different things, right? When you know it's completely off the record or it's it's completely on background, you're not going to give your name in it. Guys will be a little more open to talking about this stuff. I also think these articles, we never talk about this. What a flex for the guy who writes this article. Because that means that reporter has enough trust from everyone that he's talking to that they will be very candid with him Assuming again, they're make they're not making this up. Him or her, whoever wrote this article, but they they are saying, look at how much trust I have with all these people that I can talk to them and get them on the record saying very good things, other than putting their name on. There's it. no author quoted for this or really? credited for this. It just says Athlon Sports. It's all it says. Okay, that's odd. Now maybe if you buy the magazine, the credit is there, but the online version. All right. Well, I know a lot of times they'll get writers who write for other publications who contribute to Athlon to help put this together every year, so I don't know who would have done that. By the way, the the main little, uh, what do we call them, menu items on AthlonSports.com? Yeah. In order, NCAA football. All right. NFL. Okay. Fantasy. Mm -hmm. Major League Baseball. College Basketball. NASCAR. Right. Golf. And then the final one, USFL. Just for Teddy. <laughs> Just for Teddy. I always get my, you know, what, January edition of Athlon's <laughs> USFL. I'm just saying, you there's know, no National a- Hockey League on here. <laughs> Who writes, <laughs> this is so dumb, I have to say it. Who writes that preview, Teddy? Phil Aluminum instead of Phil Steele? Is that who gets that one? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Phil it. Rusty Iron. That's who does it. Yeah. Uh, Tony LaRusa, my guy. Appeared to be appeared to be fighting off sleep during the first inning of the White Sox Royals game last night. Hey, well, it was it. the first inning. <laughs> I mean, come on, man! Signs that maybe you just don't really need to be doing this, right? I'm not saying that as an age thing. If you're 45 and you're falling asleep at the first inning of a baseball game, maybe it's time you don't manage the team. That has nothing to do with age. That has to do with your ability to stay awake for a baseball game that you're involved in. That that does not speak well for your level of interest in the job. Uh, Lewis Hamilton has joined the new Broncos ownership group. He, of course, of Formula One fame. Now, I don't know how much ownership stake he has. Could be, you know, 0.1%. Didn't they just get some other famous person to join the ownership group there? Am I making that I up? I feel like that's I right. I feel like we just did a story I, about this. Yes, and I don't know why I'm blanking on that now. But yeah. I, I forget who it was, but... They've had a... Yeah, they've had a few people join in because the uh, Walton family, right? Did they end up yes. buying the Broncos? Okay. One of the 4. Walton... $4.65 billion. Yeah. That's a, that, I mean, that's a cool deal. I think Lewis Hamilton is obviously an immense star, one of the greatest athletes we have in sports. If you consider race you know racing guys who drive race cars athletes i do i know not everybody does but driving an f1 car i think is one of the hardest things you can possibly do on the planet so 
Yeah, and he's he's dominated that sport for better part of 15 years. So, yeah, cool for him. He's made a ton of money. Well, Good he's to been him. knighted, too, so he's served oh, he is. Lewis Hamilton. I, I forgot about that. I know that, you know, we don't necessarily get off on royalty and stuff like that, but I'd like to have an American equivalent of that. You know, because I don't know what that is. Right. I, well, there's not. So I think we should come up with it because, you know, you can be Sir Lewis Hamilton. You can be Dame Judy Dench. Yeah. Right. If you've you've achieved some special status. I think we should have the American version of that. I know that. Are you looking for a title? Yes, or are you looking, I want okay. a title. Because because I'm saying what like, would our we, title be? we have the equivalent of dames and lords and all that. It's the, their names. The Kardashians. No, no, no. Right? no, like, no I don't, we I have don't want people that. who have that status level. We what just don't have the colonel? name. We're just honorary nah, colonel. Colonel's a military term. Like you have people who actually get that for doing military. Well, things. Colonel Sanders though wasn't a real colonel, right? That was that's an honorary a, title for him. You know him. what? That's a really I I had kind of thought at some point he fought in some kind of chicken related army. Well, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on with that dude, but I thought maybe he's the he fighting left. drumsticks. <laughs> well, you know they had the Pied Piper back in the day. I thought maybe this dude was walking we'll around. Have to in look into that because I'm Harlan County, a Kentucky, and he's just like whistling Dixie, and some <laughs> chickens followed him over a river. I don't know. Rapid fire coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle causing some slowdowns on US 23 southbound after 270 south side. Please be careful as traffic begins to build in this area. You'll also find delays on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Plan about a five-minute backup. Stripping report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. It's Fresh Time Market summer vitamins and body care sales. Save 30% on over 5,000 wellness products from nutrition-boosting supplements to hydrating skin care. Now through August 2nd, get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, because he's fat. here's Man and Bone. Hello. Rapid Fire is coming up in mere moments. Game show at 534, one hour from now. What's the game this week, Bone? This week, real simple, 90s music trivia. We'll see what you can do. We're going to go rapid. We're going to do a little bit of rapid fire in the game show. Little uh, peanut butter in my chocolate coming up at 534, because I'm going to run through those as quick as I can, see how many you can get. Well, right now, it is OG Rapid Fire. Rapid, rapid Fire. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. 50-year-old Ted. Hello, Teddy. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. It sounded much more uh, dignified when you said that this time. <laughs> is that because you hit 50? I guess so. Yes. You are hate that you, we're bringing you, this up, don't you? you? Oh, I have to say it. I'm sorry. I'm waiting on you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rapid fire number one. Thank you. What will the Browns record be in their first six games? Uh, worst case scenario, three and three. I think the realistic thing with the first four games being the way that they are, four and two. Yeah, I, I feel like four and two is likely for them at this point. They should be able to be favored in almost, like you said, every game, if not every game. And Jacoby Brissett, I think, getting those starters reps going uh, pretty much going forward, I would think that's going to help him tr- significantly. So, yeah, I'll say four and two as well. Rapid fire number two. Do you think the group of five conferences should hold their own playoffs and national championship game? Yes. Yes. I think they should. And I think that we'll get to a point where a lot of power five teams are in the group of five. Yeah. Because they won't be invited to this big party if it's the big two or big three, whatever it is. But it won't be a true power five. And I think that we should be more exclusive as to the teams that are competing for a national championship. 
I'm not saying people always bring up promotion relegation with college sports, and I don't think that's ever going to happen. But in England, you know what you do have when you watch soccer, or really in any European soccer league, there are championships where you have the best of the. You have the Ohio States and the, you know, Alabamas and all that, and then you have the the other groups that are like, well, they're not as good as those schools, but they're still interesting and they play good games against other teams that are similarly skilled. Why not do that with a group of five? That would that would make like Oklahoma State, let's say they end up in a group of five, right? An Oklahoma State type of school playing someone else that falls into that category. I might be more inclined to watch some of those games because I'm not trying to convince myself they're ever going to compete for a national championship. And we shouldn't be trying to do that with every school out there. Rapid fire number three. The last two World Series champions, which were the uh, Braves and Nationals, they were both at least four games out of first place entering August. Which team currently not in first place do you think can win the World Series this year? I think there's a lot of teams who aren't in first place that can win the World Series. I'll focus on two, though. I don't know how anybody in their right mind can look at what the Padres have done the last couple days and say they can't win the World Series, even though they're not in first place. Of course they can. So the Padres are one. And one of the teams you mentioned who just won the World Series last year, the Braves. The Braves are in second place, but I can definitely see them winning the World Series. Yeah, I mean, as a Mets fan, the Braves are who I put down because they absolutely terrify me. They're defending champs. And, and of course, I mean, if you've not been paying attention to the NL East race, I mean, the Braves keep getting close and then they fall back and they get close again. I mean, the Mets are on a seven-game winning streak and the Braves are three and a half back. Like, that... They're playing just, they're fine. They will be A-OK come postseason. I do not think the Braves have any fatal flaws. They will be very much in the race. And yes, I could absolutely see them going back to back. Rapid fire number four. All right, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He turned 75 last week. Give me your top three Arnold movies. It's hard to narrow it down to three because there are so many good Arnold movies, even some of the more insignificant ones like Collateral Damage or Eraser, The Sixth Day. Those are excellent movies that I enjoy watching. But if I have to narrow it down to three because Teddy's making me, Terminator 2, Total Recall, and Kindergarten Cop. Oh, yeah. Kindergarten Cop is good. I, I just watched it. I rewatched did it. You? Did you? How to hold A couple up. weeks ago, surprisingly well. Good. I I'm enjoyed it that. very much. Yeah. Um, I've got Terminator 2. I've got Predator. I always enjoyed that. Great yep. movie. And then this one is just for me because I've always liked it. And I don't care. I know it's not anybody else's favorite. Jingle All oh, the Way. stop with the Jingle it, All it the Way. It makes me laugh every right, time. There's so many it's good so to funny. choose from. It's so funny for the wrong reasons, Teddy, but it's so funny. What's your three? Um, I have the first two the same as Bone with if Predator and Terminator 2. <laughs> no, but I have like a personal favorite as well, which is Commando. I just love Commando. Yeah, that, great. that movie, and uh, that's my uh, third one. My fourth one, if I could have one, since it's my list, I would put Running Man, which is oh yeah, Why, Running Man? Why really didn't good. you make it a top four? You crafted the question. Yeah, it's Timmy's influence. You're I saying think. that? Oh man, I got to stay within the confines of the question. You invented the question. I know it's yeah, terrible. That's yeah, anyway. Running Man is Running Man is very good though. I enjoyed that. Richard one too. Dawson, my guy. Yeah, <laughs> game show host. That's right. Dead. Rapid fire number five. Today's National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. What's your favorite ice cream truck treat? All right, ice cream truck. Well, ice cream Bungie. sandwich was high on that list. You, it, it is. You know where I have to go though. Hold on, I'm, right. I'm going right. to get to where you're going. All I'm right. quite sure. All right. I love a good drumstick. Drumsticks. Great. All right, that was fantastic. I love to get to the bottom of that cone, and there was that chunk oh. of chocolate down there. Oh, so good, delicious. But 
Choco Taco. Choco Taco is exactly right. Choco Taco off the ice cream truck. Look, Mm -hmm. we've already brought back the McDonald's bagel sandwiches. We have brought back the Cajun rice from Popeye's. We are taking full credit for both of those things. Yep. And we're working hard behind the scenes to bring Choco Taco back to your grocery store. So in a couple months when you're there and you see them, I want you to send us a tweet thanking us because we're working on it. I've, I've got a little bit of an extra side of beef to go with this one because I am mad because I have seen some people who have posted online because, you know, Choco Taco goes away and it's not the first time we've seen this where they take stuff away that we like. We just talked about two foods that we like that got taken away from fast food places. And I've seen the people who are so smart online who are like, well, you know, if you really like the Choco Taco so much, maybe you should have bought more of them and they wouldn't have taken it out of stores. Man. Number one, I do buy Choco Tacos. It's not my fault. I don't know who else's fault it is. But everyone that's online talking about how much they miss Choco Tacos, let me point this out. Do you ever remember working somewhere where a boss made a decision that made absolutely no sense? Every person listening to me can go, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, I do. Maybe you work there now. I don't know. But you definitely have that moment, right? You can not tell me that when they take something off the shelves at a grocery store, it's done purely because society is determined this food stuff isn't that good. No, sometimes they just make dumb decisions well, you know it is based off of whatever. They looked at one number in Dubuque and said, well, you know, in this test market, it's not doing as well with 35-year-old women or something. And therefore, it will be off the shelves forever for everyone because we decided one demo doesn't like it as much as we thought they did. And now we got to change everything. We're, we're guilty as consumers, sometimes taking things for granted because we assume they're always going to be there. So maybe we don't buy as many as we should because we assume it's always going to be there. Right? So we're, right. There's, yeah. some, there's some blame to go around from us, the consumers. But these companies are also at blame. Because we talked about this with the bagel sandwiches at McDonald's. I'm sure that the reason they took them away initially is because they weren't one of the best sellers. Right. When was the last time you saw a commercial on TV for the bagel sandwich? They don't advertise these things. They don't put them front of mind for people. Then they take them away because nobody likes them. No, it's just we're stupid. And sometimes we have to be reminded these things exist. When was the last time you saw a commercial for a Choco Taco? Right. You don't get that at no, all. No, they just they assume that you're aware of it and you're going to walk down the aisle, you're going to buy it every single time. No, sometimes we need to be convinced or reminded, oh, yes, I do like this thing. Thank you for telling me. Yeah, and by the way, the Klondike people who make that, they make other delicious food stuff, too. I've seen too. plenty of Klondike commercials. Yes. Which, by the way, Choco Taco, the superior product. Absolutely to right. To a Klondike bar. Absolutely right. The Klondike bar gives you an outer shell of chocolate goodness. And then some ice cream inside. And sometimes that's flavored depending on which one you get. And that's all well and good. But the crunchy aspect that you get with Choco Taco cannot be topped. I'm sorry, it can't. Tomorrow is an important day for the Holt Man. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for delays on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and I-70. Plan on some backups in that area. Traffic is slow on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. And 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Traffic is slow there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessett. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Ohio Laborers and Lessett are reminding you to never text while driving. No text message is worth being distracted and getting into an accident. Take the safer roads today at OhioLECET.com. Together we can stop distracted driving. 
I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. It is Major League Baseball Trade Deadline Day. Hey, Reds are trading the whole team. Brandon Drury gets traded to the Padres. That's uh, not a surprise. No, look. They're playing better baseball. But if you get anything for these guys, you sell at this point. I mean, obviously you're not selling Hunter Green. No, You're not doing right. that. You've got right. It saying it's not a surprise makes it sound like I'm just dismissing this. I know it sucks that all this is happening. Again, it does. It's there's no way to slice this other than it sucks. The only little bright side for the Reds is like, yeah, you're getting back prospects. You were not going to go out and try to compete this year. This is not like us talking about some of the teams that are in the playoff hunt and could have been making some kind of run. The Reds were not going to be that team this year, and so they are getting rid of guys and trying to keep building, but it stinks that they gave up on this rebuild that they just did a couple years ago Well, yes, so quickly that you're now in this position again where you're saying, well, yeah, it makes sense. You got to do what you got to do. This is where you are. Here's some positive news for you. It is August 2nd. This team is 20 games under 500, which two months ago, I didn't think that was possible. Yeah, right. I would have bet my house they wouldn't be only 20 games under 500. And they are a half game out of third place. What? Third well, place, there baby. There you go. Yeah. That's right. Put a banner up, Castellinis. Let's go. Uh, what did I tease? Oh, Chris Holtman. Tomorrow? Today? Tomorrow? Uh, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big day for Chris Holtman. Actually, it's the next couple weeks that are big for Chris Holtman when it comes to several guys he is recruiting heavily. Yeah, so Devin Royal is going to announce his decision on where he's going to play basketball tomorrow at 2.30 at Pick Central. So he is uh, a four-star guy, four-star small forward. Number two guy in the state of Ohio, right? Yeah, big-time guy. His initial list of uh, his top nine schools that he put out just a few weeks ago uh, has now been trimmed down to three, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Alabama. Uh, he has taken official visits to see the Buckeyes and the Spartans, and those are the two that are most considered to be likely to get his services. So he did go to Ohio State's team camp in early June, said he wanted to finish the summer AAU season, and then commit to a school before his senior year. So apparently that's going to happen tomorrow. Number 73 national prospect, number 14 small forward, and like you said, number two player from Ohio. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Pickerington Central's team, Sonny Styles, who is going to be playing for Buckeye football team this year because he reclassified and joined this year, if I'm not mistaken. He was teammates on the basketball team with Devin Royal. So, like, those guys have a relationship. And obviously, Sonny Styles, you know, has the family legacy playing football at Ohio State. He chose to go to Ohio State to play football. Hopefully, Devin Royal will say that's a that's another good reason for me to go to Ohio State to play basketball. And then we can have more fun debates about which team would actually win a basketball game, the actual basketball team, or some guys in football who played high school basketball. Another uh, college football coach talking about fairness in the game. Pat Narduzzi, the head coach at Pitt. Yeah. Remember, Pat Narduzzi said he can come into the Big Ten, win it every single year. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, That'd be super easy for him Apparently, to do. he could win it every single year if everybody was dealing with the same NIL money. Mm. 
I see. He said, I, I want see. our kids to make as much money as they can, but I want them to work for it and do it the right way and not just black market it. He says, what you'll see throughout the country now is a booster, okay, saying, do I give my money to the athletic department or do I give it to a collective? The collective. Yeah. I'm saying we should be giving our money to the athletic department and kind of eliminating that. It has to be pretty equal throughout the country. There can't be wide gaps or we're going to ruin college football. Again, <laughs> when Saban says stuff like this, look, if you were an alien, drop down into this country and you knew nothing about college football, you may look at this system and say, hmm, this doesn't seem like the most equal system, the fairest it could possibly be. doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Why do you have some schools that have laser beams in the locker room and you know big-time boosters and capacity of 100,000 people in the stadium? And then you have others that seat 42,000 people, yet they're still competing for the same prize. That doesn't yeah. seem to make a lot of sense. Right. You're right, to an alien. But if you've made your living in college football, this is the way it's always been, you dummies. It's just a different way of going about it. There's always been haves and have-nots. You want to go back to the drawing board and completely erase all the history of college football? And we can, we can make this whole thing about fairness if you want. But let's not pretend that we're going back to something. You would be inventing something new if Every single team had the same chance of winning a national championship. Well, not even that. I mean, how many conferences have different rules when it comes to some of the things they are allowing when it comes to recruiting versus not? And I'm not just talking about name, image, and likeness. There's been... Go look at what the SEC used to allow in recruiting and what the Big Ten schools... Not, I'm not talking about official rules on the books. I'm talking about their so-called gentlemen's agreements that like... you would, For example, like Ohio State would have a player who's visiting, put a jersey on, but he wouldn't have their name on it because that's not allowed. But you could let him wear like an Ohio State jersey and dress up as an Ohio State player and take photos in it. And I remember when that first started happening, coaches from other schools were like, oh, I guess guess we're just throwing the rules out, huh? Meanwhile, in the SEC, it's like, do you want us to name the stadium after you, Arch Manning? Like, we'll do whatever you want. Like, come on down. They've had different rules there, conference to conference. So this idea that Narduzzi's saying about, let's make it all fair, let's make it all equal. Great. Tell me a time in college football where that was a thing. Literally the first rules of college football in the pre-1920s, right? The 19-teens, they were arguing about which form of football would be allowed. The one without the forward pass or the one with the forward pass. And that ruling was controversial because it benefited one school and didn't benefit another school. Yale and Harvard went back and forth on that because one of them had an offense that had a forward pass in it. And the other school didn't. And they were, guess what sides they were on? Opposite sides. That's the that's pre-1920s college football that you're talking about where someone got a rule made and it, disaffect, it, it made it worse for some other group that then said, oh, they're... They're making college football. It's not like it used to be. No, this where it was fair. Utopia of fairness never existed. No. These guys consider themselves to be stewards of the game and students of college football history. They're they're living in their own fantasy land. They don't know what the hell's Pat Narduzzi thinks in an ideal world, all college football coaches have the same roster and they're just being they're judged on their knowledge of game plans and calling play. That's not real. No, nope. all right. That's not. It's it never been real. No, it's your ability to get guys to come play for your school, and he's right. The deck is the that to the deck. 
The deck is stacked against Pitt. It's stacked against Rutgers. It's stacked against 90% of the and schools it always in college football. Has been. Yes, it has been. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a crash blocking the left lane at the ramp lanes from Route 315 to 270 eastbound. It is causing heavy stop-and-go delays in this area. Please be very careful as things get cleaned up. Plan about a 20-minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Piranis Hockey World. Got some old hockey gear you've been looking to get rid of? Sideline Swap will be on hand the last two days of the Piranis Hockey World annual summer sale event in Westerville, August 4th to the 14th, to purchase your lightly used sports gear. Don't miss it. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game this week, Boner? We're going to do some 90s music trivia, buddy. We'll see how you do with that. Go a little uh, rapid succession of questions. No multiple choice this time. I'm just going to ask you a question. You got to know it. I think you're going to do well. You know, we sold the Man and Bone World Tour VIP boxes, mm-hmm. and we had our big event last night. If you bought a box, you came out, you hung out with us. We had the event at Zaftig Italian Village, and last night we also unveiled that we have uh, produced a beer. That's right. In cooperation with Zaftig. The beer is called Must Be Nice, mm-hmm. and it has our cartoon faces on the can. The beer will be available starting this Friday Yeah, for you to purchase. They're going to have it on tap at Zaftig Italian Village. I think they already have it. You can go get it on tap now, I'm pretty sure. Well, they had it there last night. I, I, don't, don't, know if, I don't know if they'll take it back off or not. All right, anyway. Let's just... Well, so Friday's the real day, Friday, though. for sure, they will all have it, yeah. Zaftig Brewery in and Tap Room in Worthington. They'll have it there. Okay. They'll have it at Rooster's Polaris. And they'll have it at Rooster's New Albany. It's going to be on tap at those locations. You can buy them in six packs, cans, at all Giant Eagle locations. Starting Friday. Starting Friday in Central Ohio. Also, some other select places will have them in cans. But for sure, all Giant Eagle locations. And we'll make sure from all of our Twitter accounts, from ours, from the show Twitter account, Man and Bone 971, like we'll we'll tweet out photos of the cans so you can see that so you can know what to look for. But if you know of Zaftig, they make great beers. We've always had good experiences with their beer, so we we worked with them to make something that you we thought and I you would like. Crafted this beer. Oh yeah, it's our secret recipe. There's a little bit of my DNA in every single can of this beer. And how did you accomplish that again? I I'm can't to tell remember. you. It's it's a secret. Because all I know is you went over there and, and then, you are drinking and then my said, liquid DNA. I said. I said, did you did you get everything out that you needed to get out? And you said, yep. This is and the first time that you and I have done a beer together. Mm-hmm. So, look, and, and it's summertime. It's hot as hell. We we wanted a, an easy drinking. You know, it's it's hot out. It's sweaty outside. You reach for this beer. It's cold. It's delicious. Yeah. That's what we wanted. If you are someone, though, who likes a little bit of flavor to your beer, it's still got that, too. Like, we tried to mix because I'm more of the, you know... I like the hoppier stuff, the big flavors in beer. Mike is a little bit more of a, like, give me that lager. cold and quick. So we found something that was right for both of us. Then that's what we thought would be good for most people, right? Something that's drinkable, 
Not a high alcohol by volume, but something that still has a lot of good flavor. Got good reviews last night. And I would just suggest we're going to be tailgating soon. So grab a couple of these, maybe keep them on ice for your tailgates this year, whatever. But yeah, go get them before they're gone because they will probably go quick. The beer is called Must Be Nice and it's available on Friday. Yep. So support us and support Zaftig because they're doing great work over there. Yeah, we had a blast at this event that we did. And uh, if you have not, you know, we're not able to attend that, you can still get this beer. And that was one of the big things at this event. You'll get to try that. And the other thing I will say, for those of you who ordered the red shirts from our, you know, Man and Bone World Tour, had a few questions. When are those going out? The answer is very soon. They have not gone out yet, to my understanding. So those will be coming. Please tweet us photos of yourself when you get the shirt. I want to see it out in public. If you go to like a concert and wear our shirt, we would be honored. I will just say that. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. It is Major League Baseball trade deadline day. The deadline is today at 6 o'clock. And the San Diego Padres are in it to win it, my friend. They trade for Juan Soto today. He's going from the Nationals to the Padres. Josh Bell also going with him. And Josh Bell has had a fantastic year. You know, you can argue that, you know, Juan Soto, obviously, he's 23 years old. He's a superstar. He's turned down $440 million. Josh Bell is having the better season this season. These are excellent additions for the San Diego Padres. They went out and got Josh Hader yesterday for the back end of that bullpen. So the Padres are going for it, man. And I respect the hell out of that. Everybody wants to talk about the economics of baseball. And, oh, what are we going to do? We're a small market team. San Diego Padres are in the 27th biggest media market in the United States. They have an ownership group that has less money than the Dolan family. All right. And yet they have decided they are in it to win it, not to compete because they were already doing that. They want to win the World Series. If I'm a Padre fan, regardless of how this turns out, I respect the hell out of that. Yeah, I do, too. And also, I mean, the Padres, like you said, firmly in the wild card right now. They have no issues there. They're two games up in that regard. They're 12 games back in the division lead, but that doesn't matter. They've they've got their pathway to get to the playoffs if they keep playing like they should be and then with what they've just added they they should be as as good as anyone coming down the stretch here so once they all get together and actually you know are able to figure out that lineup a little bit it's looks like it would be a murderer's row looks like it should be pretty great so we'll find out if that all pans out it's not always that you can just throw a bunch of guys in a in a hopper who all have big stats and good names and all that and it turns out but yeah, this is another chance to see Soto on a big stage. He's likely going to make the playoffs again, and then we'll see what he can do. A lot of trades going down today. Uh, we're not going to go down every single one, but very active market. Deadline is 6 o'clock. I think some of these have to do with you know, no more waiver trades allowed. This is it. After 6 o'clock tonight, this is your team. You can't go out and trade for anybody else, even if they clear waivers. Teddy, Red's making some moves. Tyler... Fam, not him, Tyler Fam, Tommy, Tommy Fam. What am I talking about? <laughs> Went last night to Boston, yeah, for a player to be named. That's and right. then, how many moves today? Two or three by the Reds. They did two. Tyler Malley. He went to the Twins for a group of three prospects, including uh, Spencer Steer. He's the headliner. He's rated number four in their organization. He's a a shortstop, I believe. And then also today, Brandon Drury, who's had a fine year for the Reds, probably arguably they. Um, MVP of the team so far this year as far as position player. He was traded for 18-year-old prospect. He was traded to the Padres for 18-year-old prospect Victor Acosta. So You weren't here yesterday. We talked about the Luis Castillo trade. I mean, look, 
it always sucks when a player of his caliber has to go away. But you understand that the move had to happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it had to happen. It was going to happen. The reason why I liked it is because they maximized the value on Luis Castillo. You didn't have a situation like you had with Johnny Cueto where you waited too long and you got nothing. Exactly. And they did the same thing today with Tyler Malley. That's right. Because he has another year after this year as well. So that was a great decision to do, to do that as well. So I've heard from some Reds fans saying, why did you make these moves? You had these guys under contract. You could have traded them next year. Yes. And then your return would not be nearly what it was today. Well, and it's one thing to give up on that if you thought your team had a chance to do anything. But Right. If you're an Oriole fan and you're saying yeah, that today, that's, I get that's that. Right. Because you're two and a half games out of a playoff spot and this team doesn't seem interested in that. I get it. No, that's frustrating, and, and it would be frustrating anyway. Yeah, you don't want to see your guys leave, but like the Reds are 14 games out of the last wild card spot. It's not happening, so why would you hang on to guys when there's a return available to you that will be less if you just wait till the offseason to do it? Now, I'm not saying that the Reds should be stuck in this constant state of rebuilding when your window opens then, hopefully two, three years from now, you go for it. Right. Not fake go for it. You actually go for it. Yeah. But they're not there right now. And you look at it next year, they still have Moustakas to pay and then Vado. And both those guys come off the books after next year. Right. Right. You know, because you can just pay, you know, pay the option and not have them come back for the following year. So 2024 should be the year is when they should uh, be returned to uh, trying to make the playoffs. Six o'clock deadline. I'm sure some more moves are coming. The NFL has punished the Dolphins for tampering with Tom Brady and not being clear enough in their organizational vision. Yeah, something like that, right? So they, they basically well, they didn't say they were tanking. No, they, no. They said something was going on. This concludes a six-month investigation the NFL did on tampering allegations and tanking allegations. The tampering allegations were Tom Brady-related, uh, that they were talking to him when he was still with the Patriots and also with the Bucks. So they've done this multiple times over a period of years, and that this offseason or this prior season, they were doing this with Sean Payton. And so that investigation was partially to look into that and to look into what Brian Flores said, that he was offered hundred grand to tank a game. Every game he lost, he'd get hundred grand. They came back and said, essentially, with the tanking, uh, yeah, Stephen Ross did all that, or with the tampering, rather. He did all that. His organization knew about it. They were all doing it. They were all working behind the scenes to break all of our rules, and they did it over a period of years. It was egregious. It was awful. It It is all that it was cracked up to be bad. So then they punished them. We're not sure if it was for that and the tanking or just for the tampering, but either way, the punishment is significant. They get one first-round pick, next year's first-round pick, gone. 2023 first-round pick, they don't have. Uh, They will lose the 2024 third round pick, whatever that is as well. So those are significant. Steven Ross gets a monetary fine of like a million and a half dollars, which is a lot to you and me. It's not a lot to a guy like him. Uh, And he's barred from doing anything with the league. He can't go to games for like six, uh, I don't know, six or eight games, something like that. But then he also can't be in the league meetings for the rest of the year. The, The tanking stuff, they basically said, yeah, Brian Flores was told, I'll give you a hundred grand if you lose this game this weekend. And he was also told by the owner, hey, uh, I'd rather you be number one in the draft than number one in the leaderboard and winning these games. And the NFL said, yeah, but he should have known. Brian Flores should have known. Steven Ross didn't mean that. He was joking around. The context is unclear. So 
Yeah, we didn't we didn't find that he actually tanked. So that's that's how they've framed all this for whatever that's worth. Is, is that it? I think so. All right, good. Common man and T Bones, the rundown. The rundown. Should the defending champs be worried? Should the defending Should champs be worried? Which defending champs? Well, and which, that's ooh. the tease. Ooh. That's the, it's not oh. exciting. It's not that exciting. I got what you're saying. <laughs> it's uh, not. I, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I know what you mean. <laughs> I don't know. The what Braves you mean. are all on steroids. I got it. Oh, the Braves. Yeah, are Braves on are on steroids. steroids. Probably ought to break them up. Not let them beat the Mets in any games. They that's play not this the year. defending champs I'm talking about. Oh, oh I will not. tell you which defending champs I'm Steph talking about. Curry insider that's trading. That's not who I'm talking yeah, about there either. There it is. You heard it here just first. eliminate everything. <laughs> Not Michigan. Not the defending Big Ten champs. Oh, all right. Good. Not them. Good to know. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find some ramp restrictions on 270 eastbound before U.S. 23 north side. There's a crash blocking the left side of the ramp lanes from Route 315. Please be careful as traffic continues to build in this area. Stop and go delays in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by AutoZone. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got a battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Bone, give me a number. Uh, let's go with four. Call number four right now. 614-821-9710. Gets a $50 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card from 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Buffalo Wild Wings happy hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for three to six bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. So head to Buffalo Wild Wings for happy hour today. Valid at participating locations while supplies last. Dining only. Drink responsibly. Go to hell. Mike, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to or had the opportunity to light $90 million on fire? I aspire to it. Hasn't happened. To where yet. you don't need the ninety million dollars, you can light it on fire, and you it wouldn't so matter. So much to you. money, so much more money. Ninety million. Who the hell cares? Right. Well, apparently, the people at Warner Brothers Discovery, which is, I guess, one of their studios. Well, whatever. Warner Brothers and Discovery, they merged. That's right. Anyway, they have decided they are going to light ninety million dollars on fire, and here's how. There's a movie that had been in the works called Batgirl, which is based on the Batman comics. There was Barbara Gordon, who was Jim Gordon's daughter. In the Batman series, Jim Gordon was the police commissioner. His daughter decides, I'm going to become a Batman-type figure. She becomes Batgirl. Okay. okay? So they're going to make a project with her, like a live-action film. Leslie Grace, who was in the movie In the Heights, she was going to star in this. Uh, they had Mike. Is. Well, yeah, she's like an up-and-coming Hollywood actress. She's doing good things. Uh, they had Michael Keaton signed on to play oldish Batman. Who's oh, gonna, so he's he's going to he be was going to be Batman in this oh. as you know not not doing a lot, but he's like well, still that gets me interested in it because of course right. I enjoyed those Tim Burton Michael Keaton Batmans. Yeah, um, and then they also had uh, the people who made the directors who made Bad Boys for Life. They were the directors of this Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah. They were going to direct this, so th- they had movers and shakers in Hollywood to direct it to star in it. It was written. They shot this thing, apparently, over the last couple years. 
COVID pandemic, initially they were going to put this out on HBO Max, and then they decided, no, let's put it out in theaters. So they they shot it like a movie. They said, we're going to put this in theaters. They finished shooting spring of this year. The movie's done, more or less, in post-production at this point, and they have now announced, you know what? It's not working as a film. Scrapping the whole project. Throw it in the trash. They're done with it. They're, they're just not going to They're not going back it. and reshooting some scenes. They're just no, done. They're not going to put it out on HBO Max. Wow. They're not going to, like, I mean, I would think if you were going to put it in theaters and then you said, ah, but it's not as good as we hoped. Well, let's turn it into a mini series and we'll put out four episodes or something, you know, on HBO Max. They're not going to do that. They are just ditching the whole project. And then they were very quick to put out that, Oh, yeah, yeah. We really liked working with everybody in this project, and it's not their faults, but the movie doesn't work, so $90 million. And how bad must this movie be? I want to see it more now than ever. There's a lot of crap that gets released. Absolutely If they're taking a $90 million bath on this, how bad? You're right. Now I want to see this. Like, maybe this is a wonderful publicity stunt for them, because they'll eventually release it, and we'll all want to see it to see how bad it is. And maybe they're right. Maybe it is just god-awful, but... Again, because I just have a lack of trust with authority figures in general, there's a part of me that wonders like, are the people who making this like who are making these decisions, are they just stupid? Did they come to this conclusion based on again, some metric that they think it won't work? I don't know. I mean, I can't believe that. I can't believe you would throw in, like you said, all the things that do get put out there, ninety million dollars, and they're just gonna say, Yep, it's not worth doing. Not worth the headache of whatever it was going to be. That's just, it's bizarre to me. I I don't recall I ever hearing something like that. By the way, um, I said that Batgirl was Barbara Gordon. And in this article, they have a little note about Barbara Gordon and Batgirl's history. And I just want to read this to you so you can, you tell me if this makes you want to read comic books or not. I'm 42 years old. I think comic book time has come and gone <laughs> for me, my friend. <laughs> But go ahead. I love comic books, by the way. But this is one of the things that I, I can see. see. Yes, but I can I see why they would be annoying for if people. If you love comic books in your 40s, it's because you've always loved comic right. books. I don't right. think a lot of 40-year-olds are picking up comic books for the first time. Probably not. Um, here's the, set, the, the, the paragraph that I thought you would enjoy. Batgirl made her debut in the Batman mythos 50 years ago as Barbara Gordon, the daughter of Gotham City Police Commissioner Jim Gordon. Since then, she has become one of the most popular superheroines in the world. When Barbara Gordon was paralyzed by a gunshot from the Joker in the classic graphic novel The Killing Joke, other crime fighters like the Huntress and Orphan took up the Batgirl name while Barbara Gordon became Oracle, a tech-savvy aide to Batman. Barbara later returned to the Batgirl role while her assault in The Killing Joke was revised. What? (laughs) Right, so they later were like, hey, you know how she got paralyzed in that book? Well, now that didn't... That never happened. Forget forget what you knew about that. Lost World, Jurassic Park, whatever. Forget that. We're back to these Velociraptors Man, are able to run be around. It's so wonderful if we could just edit our lives like that. Oh, yeah. Just take, oh, it never happened. Yeah, exactly right. The dumb things you've done, the stuff that you probably in high school were like, ah, that was regrettable. I, I held those views or thought this or acted that way or just wasn't, whatever. Like, whatever. You screwed up at a, a science fair or something and embarrassed yourself. Like, it'd be nice if you could go back like, hey, you you forgot all about that. We Remember wrote, that time we I that. Uh, crapped my pants during a softball game? <laughs> Never yeah, happened. Yeah, that didn't happen. Oh, also, we're going to take $90 million to make sure that no one ever sees it. We're going to make sure no one can ever see that that crapping of yourself happened. This is wonderful publicity. 
Now we all want to see it. Are they doing the Choco Taco thing? I don't know. Where they're taking it away, so uh, all clamor for it? Leslie Grace. I didn't know of her. Oh, you had no, but she is she's great. Something. No, she's fantastic. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know if she's any good, but they got well, I'm saying nice they got to look at. someone who is, yes, very attractive, who is a really good actress, very accomplished. It makes sense that they would cast her as like the star of a new property for a comic book series. That's a big deal to land that role. She's got leading lady, you know, she's she's done that. And this is I'm just saying this isn't like an indie production of Batman that they were like, man, we don't know if we can get the rights to it. This is everyone involved had this all checked and cleared by DC comics to do this. And it's just not going to happen now. Uh, Should the defending champs be nervous? The defending champs I'm referring to the LA Rams. Oh, there we go. Because Matthew Stafford's elbow still hurts. They said we lessened Matthew's workload today. Sean McVay said this. Really, when we look at it, we've got five weeks until September 8th. He's still feeling a little bit of pain. He could push through it. You guys have been out there. He's been throwing and competing in team settings. We felt like the smart thing was to just really just take it week by week. He ended up getting about 40 to 50 throws in individual. We didn't take part in team activities, and that's really more of a result if he's got so much experience. Blah, blah, blah. The Hall of Fame game is Thursday. Most of these teams play their first preseason game in a week or less. And his starting quarterback's elbow still hurts. Yeah, that sounds to me like a bad deal, right? Sounds like something that should be a bigger storyline. Now, maybe it's not going to ultimately affect things, right? It's a long season, but... No, and he's a he's a veteran. I assume that even if he doesn't play in any preseason games, and it sounds like he's not going to because McVay keeps talking about September 8th. We got a ways to get him ready for September 8th which tells me he's not going to play in the preseason. But I assume you don't worry about that because he's a veteran, but any other starting quarterback talking about at this point, August 2nd, my elbow still hurts? You'd have some concerns. Yes, I think that's a rightful thing to bring up. Uh, By the way, I saw this tweet from Futuristic Fembot, let her live, about that, uh, we were saying Batgirl. I like how we've just just gone right past the Matthew Stafford, and I approve of that. he's, He's fine. I'm sorry I even brought it up. <laughs> Futuristic Fembot. Well, you get a tweet like this, you have to read it. All you right. have to bring it up. She says, look up the story behind Chaos Walking. Are you familiar with this movie, I don't Chaos know what Walking? I you guys are talking about. Look at this. It has Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley. Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I don't know Daisy, who these people are. Daisy Ridley, like, lead in the new Star Wars All trilogy right. that came no out. I have no idea who they are. Okay. <laughs> it was so bad the executives wouldn't release it and had millions worth of reshoots done it was so bad. There's little to no publicity for it. It's a train wreck of a movie. So I think what she's saying is this is not the first time this has happened. They will tank these movies if they're that bad. But I didn't even, I, I've never heard of this chaos walking thing. Again, I would like to have a movie theater where all the movies that everyone says, ah, we tried, it didn't work. Meh. Let's, let's not put that out. Like, I would like to have a movie theater where we put those out. Where you just go in and you laugh and you say, yeah, these these aren't great, but oh well, they tried. An effort, an attempt was made. Yeah, but I feel like they used to make movies like this, and then they just, they still made them, but they went right to video. Yeah, right. Well, they, I don't know why they can't do that with these, unless it's because. I mean, Netflix puts out a lot of crap. No kidding, right? You know, it's, it's, you're right. Not only did they used to do that, I think now because everything has to be superheroes or a trilogy or based on a real story or based on a book. 
Like, we don't have movies, and I'm not saying this was a bad movie, but remember, I bring this movie up from time to time, Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Where it's just, it's about a couple who move to the country and then hilarity ensues. There's really not much more premise to it than that, is there? No. They showed up, and then that, it didn't go well. That's it. And it was funny. It was I don't know, a couple laughs here didn't and there. It cost $90 million. Too, no, like, it didn't cost $90 yeah. million, and it actually got out in theaters, and you can still go watch it now. <laughs> Maybe not everything has to be a superhero movie all the time, hey, and it doesn't have to be... you choir, buddy. I'm saying, like, not everything can be Avengers Endgame level of superiority or, oh my gosh, look, we got 9 million superheroes in this movie. Not every one of them is going to land like that. That's okay. Game show coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on Route 315 southbound at 670. It's blocking the right side, causing some buildup in this area. Please be very careful over here. We'll also find westbound 670 between I-71 and Neal Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Family Dollar. At Family Dollar, they've got more of what you want for back to school. Kickstart your day the right way with cereals from General Mills, Post, and Kellogg's. Fall back into fashion with a huge selection of apparel and footwear for the entire family. Family Dollar, helping you do more. Only an array with fan traffic. These two probably should have stayed in their basements. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Tonight on The Fan, two big hours of the Buckeye Show. Timmy Hall golfed today, so he short-timed it, so it should be a fantastic show. I then can't wait. 8 o'clock tonight, it's Inside the Crew. They did reschedule that abandoned game. Yeah, it's against October. Charlotte. Yeah, mid-October, I think. October 15th, right? All right. Yeah. Going to be a tough timeline, right? Because they have uh, the World Cup that they've got to squeeze all these games in beforehand. They have to get, they're getting all of MLS Cup, all that done. Usually it happens in December. They're going to get all that done, I want to say, by the end of October. So there's time for all the players that are from MLS that are going to go to the World Cup to have a few weeks to recover so they can go to their national teams and get ready for that. Game show time. All right, here we go. Real simple. 90s music trivia. And we're doing this quick, right? I mean, quickish. Like, yeah. it's not multiple choice. It's rapid no, fire. No, I'm just giving you, I'm giving you a question. and I mean, you can take your time to try to figure it out, but I'm not going to give you any multiple choice. Right, and there's go. no exposition afterwards. We're just doing this thing. All right, number one. Which TV series had the theme tune, I'll Be There For You, by the Rembrandts? Well, Friends. There you go. All see right. how easy this could be? Now, see, now you're, you're starting me off like this. No, I'm and not. And then it's going to be ridiculous. It's a, there's 25 of these. Uh, I want to see how many you get right. the shoe size of the drummer in Benfold's vibe? That's not what's happening. All right. What are the first names of the Gallagher brothers from Oasis? Noel and Liam. There you go. Two for two. What is the name of the Spice Girls' first number one hit? Uh, see, uh, the Spice Girls not in my wheelhouse. But you've heard the Spice I, Girls. What's, uh, what's the song called? It's uh, How's it go? Do you really want? Do you really whatever so the hell? What, is, what do they say? It's, how's the chorus? Do you want to be my lover? What word was in there? What lover? No, wanna be. Wanna be. Oh. I knew right. the song. No, Ted. He, it counts. Come on. Ted, I'm giving it to him. He got it three for three. If All you right. want to be my lover, you gotta get with be my, my friend friends. or something. Yeah, you got to get with my friends. Yeah, okay, all right. That's right. Have sex with my friends. That's, That's what, what I that heard. Song's all Sounds about. great to me. <laughs> That's not what it's about. Then you marry <laughs> Christian Horny. <laughs> Christian Horner. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's married you. to uh, one of the Spice Girls. Well, so is Beckham. 
Posh oh, Spice. Right. Yeah. Do your little Beckham impersonation for me. Oh, hello. I married one of the Spice Girls. It was very lovely. The marriage we had was fantastic. I'm going to kick your ball a mile, mate. Why did you say it was fantastic? Are they not married anymore? No, the marriage was when the wedding we went oh, to was fantastic. I was sweeping me chimney and she shows up in a white dress and I was like, Jim Chimney, let's kick a soccer ball and get some tattoos. All right, give me the next one. All right. Come on. uh, I said no exposition. This will not happen again. I'm sorry. Smells Like Teen Spirit was a hit for which grunge band? Come on, This now. is on the quiz. I just, I grabbed the quiz. Nirvana. So go ahead. All right. Number five. According to Natalie Imbruglia in 1997, oh, I love her. nothing's right. I'm blank. Torn. That's right. There you go. And hot. Yeah, that's right. Next up, name the song, You Are My Fire, My One Desire. You are my fire, my one desire. You are my fire. You don't know this song? Yes, you do. Oh, is that like, uh, is that Backstreet Boys? Yes. What's the song? I don't know. What's the chorus? I don't know. This is not my wheelhouse. I can't give it to him. People are driving up the road screaming. I'll do it uh, that way or something. <laughs> or something. So I'll do it your way. or No, that's good. It's I want it that way. I want it that way. Yeah, right, I, knew, no, I knew it was no, something no, like that. No ding. That's a buzz. Uh, that was Frank Sinatra. Like, I did it my way. That doesn't One count. of the greatest songs of all time. I want it that way. I One agree. of the greatest yep. songs of all time. Frank uh, Sinatra, my way. Which band thought he was, well, which band's lead singer, I guess, thought he was, quote, pretty fly for a white guy? Uh, who was that? That was uh, was that Offspring? Yes. Oh. There you go. Basket Case, When I Come Around, and Brain Stew are songs Green by Day. which? Yep. There you go. Which Madonna song was the biggest selling single of 1990, selling over six million copies? Hmm. Not the easiest one to get. I'll give you. Is that Vogue? Yes, it Not was. Look at you. Uh, which artist is known for the songs Cornflake Girl, Professionals? Yeah. There you go. Which Irish band had hits with Linger, Salvation, and... Cranberries. Zombie. Uh, Aqua, yep. Aqua had a best-selling song in 1997. What was it called? No! I thought it was Blue! No! I'm blue and I'm a D-I-B-D-I. No! What what was Aqua? What was that? I'm a Barbie girl. Oh, Barbie girl! I knew it was! What was Blue? I don't know. Who did that one? I know the song. I don't know who did well, it. Well, Teddy thought it was was that one, too, because no! he gave me the ding. No, it's Barbie Girl. How dare you? Okay, I'm sorry, Aqua. 1997 is the operative word here. I don't know. Maybe Aqua did do blue. That no, would make a lot I of sense. I think that was different All now right. that I'm thinking of it. Whatever. Uh, again, some of these are going to be really easy. Name the lead singer of the band, No Doubt. Gwen Stefani. There you go. Which rapper had a hit with Dr. Dre on California Love? I don't know. He's like one of the- I don't know. Ted, you got a guess? You can jump in. Photo Snoop. Frank. No! Oh. T- Ted, it's Tupac! I don't, I don't Tupac, know. Tupac! Hey. California Love! Uh, All right. T-Boz, Left Eye, and Chili were members of which R&B oh, girl oh, group? Chili, one of the all-time great stomachs. In? TLC. There you go. Right. Ted dinged you before he even got it. Well, because yes, he, he knows. He knows. knows I know. Chili. He knows. You knows. She's. That's right. Something. But don't talk about him if any of them have passed. No. No. Lisa Left Eye Lopez no. certainly did not burn down Andre Rosen's house. Do not bring that up. Uh, name the song, and I don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'd understand. You uh, know this. I do. I do know the song, and I, I'm blanking on it. For so don't don't tell me. 
Don't tell me. Oh, that's uh, that's Iris Goo Goo Dolls, right? Goo Goo. What was the name? Shut up, <laughs> you a hole. Goo Goo Dolls is correct. I Johnny, don't know Re- Johnny Resnick. By the way, if you've seen Johnny Resnick recently, he looks like Bobby Carpenter going through transition. Oh, well, let him live. Then maybe that's what's happening. Uh, what was the name of the debut single for Britney Spears? Baby, one more time. That's right. Who released albums titled Big Willie Style and Willennium? Uh, the, the the face slapper, Will Smith. Yeah, that's right. Who was too sexy for their shirt in 1992? Right said Fred. Yes, I'm too sexy for my shirt. Who sang the lyrics? Because when I shoot to give, I shoot to kill. I came to get down. I came to get down. I don't know. That would be House of Pain with Jump Around. Oh, okay, all right. I came to get down. I came to get down. Jump Around. Yeah. I'm not going to get a lot of hip-hop. That's all right. Right here. I only have five more left. Name the band to have a music video depicting them running naked through the streets of L.A. I don't know. Is that Chili Peppers? No. Good guess, though. Blink-182. Blink oh, okay. Not yeah. a big Blink-182 fan. No? All right. I mean, they're fine. I mean, I like a couple songs here and there, but usually I'm not a fan of the... It's just too It's too nasally. I can't take anything he says seriously. <laughs> How's that go again? I, just wah, wah. I see. Gotcha. Uh, can you name the artist of the 1991 original Walking in Memphis? Mark Cohen. That's right. Mark Cohen? Cohen? C-O- Cohen. Oh, whatever. C-O-H-N. like I think. Mr. Cohen. Always That's here. Right. That's right. Uh, who released Mambo Number no. Five? Oh, who did release Mambo oh. Number no. Five? Was it uh, uh, a little bit of Jessica in my life? I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill myself for not getting this right. Uh, Lou Bega, Lou Bega, yes, yeah, that's right. He had that, you know, the Iron Horse. I want to let Bega. you know that, tu- I, that streak of games that he played. Huh? I don't know. Tupac, nope. I don't know. You don't know, you don't know Lou Tupac. Bega. Lou Bega. I'm on it. That's right. Uh, which pop legends teamed up to release Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me in 1991? Pop legends. Give you a hint. Two guys. I don't know. George Michael and Elton John. Okay. Let him don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. I have no... I. You know, I don't know all these songs, but I thought maybe you did. That's a good song. All right. I remember it now that you say that. And finally, name Cher's 1998 comeback single. Replete with wonderful outfit. Is that Believe? That's Believe. Do you believe in love after love? Pretty good. I think you got like well, it's 90% not, on it's that. It's not her on the Navy ship in the Oh, no, that's right. Dominatrix that's not, outfit. That's the- <laughs> If I could turn back That's time. That's right. That is turn back time, which sounds like it would be the comeback single, but it wasn't. Believe was the comeback single. Mm-hmm. That's right. She did every soldier on that ship. Eiffel 65 was the blue song. Eiffel 65. Eiffel 65. Our gal Jen Winters. Jen, I knew Jen would know that. She knows of everything. course she would know that. And my friend Joe Tardy texted me too. Eiffel 65. Stop dinging. Jesus. So how did I do on that? You got you got 90%. Okay. Good job. All right. Anywho. Anyways. Segment's over now. Yep. Anytime you want to go to break. Nope. I'm just going to keep doing this. Teddy just wants to keep dinging me. <laughs> Leanna wants to do more than that. She Leanna's wants to have you murdered in your sleep. my genitals off. That's right. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Oh, oh, are we doing traffic now? Oh, okay. All right, watch out for a disabled vehicle on, thank you, Route 315 southbound at 670. It is causing some backups in that area. Please use caution over here. You'll also find traffic slow on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Family Dollar. Family Dollar, they got more of what you want for back to school. Kickstart your day the right way with cereals from General Mills, Post, and Kellogg's. Fall back into fashion with a huge selection of apparel and footwear for the entire family. Family Dollar, helping you do more. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hole. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man, looks like you guys had a fun night last night. We, we had a blast last yeah. night, mingling with the uh, the listeners. Oh, you yeah. were short-timing it today because you played some golf. I did. Came in sweaty just for you. Who'd you I play with today? Love it. Well, we had... Let's see. We had a big dude in the golf community, Ted Hines. His dad was the director of the tournament for a long, long time. One of Jack's good buddies for four decades or so. So he was in the group and Anthony and Scotty Vegas from here at the station. So good little foursome out there. Played the Ohio State Scarlet Course. Oh, Ruffin was playing with you today. Anthony was off this week, so he was out there playing. This is the build-up for the Corn Fairy Finals event that is coming up in two or three weeks now at at the Scarlet Course at Ohio State. So who won? Anthony kicked our asses today really unbelievable display of golf out of anthony rothman i shot an 83 today i run for the hills on that golf course my tee game was insane today but the all-around game was just not there this guy just makes par from anywhere he just gets up and down anywhere on the golf course he's an old pro man he is i want to be like him when i'm old hand you got to there's the tricks of the trade, right? You've said that when you play Absolutely. so long it took after him a while. Three Focus. hours on the inversion table just to get out there. <laughs> He's like with George you today. McFly on that upside down hangy thing. You're eating the sausage, but you don't see how the sausage is made. Right. He had to take the week off of work just to play golf with you. Just to gear up for a round of golf. We're playing the same tees and everything, and he just kicks my ass out. What's there. coming up on the Buckeye show tonight? Coming up tonight, more on recruiting with Ohio State as they lose another commit. What's the impact? What does that mean? What was the biggest concern for Ryan Day? He talked about this last week at Big Ten Media Days. We'll revisit that. Why is it moron recruiting? Moron. (laughs) Like idiot recruiting? (laughs) Yeah. They should come over to this show. They can recruit from here. (laughs) Got two prime suspects right here. Moron recruit. Five-star morons right here. And Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Rowe, he'll break down more of that stuff on the trail and what's coming up with camp this week at 7.33. Tyvis is in as well. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, uh, the digital currency market still seems to be quite the wild, wild west of finance. If uh, you didn't see this... Uh, A thing called the Nomad Token Bridge, which is a place where NFTs and these cryptocurrencies are traded. I'm very much oversimplifying what this thing is. But anyway, this is not a real bridge. No, it's not a real bridge. (laughs) There's not a troll under this bridge that you have to give fake tokens to. Anyway, the point is this place online where people were putting their digital currency lost $190.7 million in crypto. That is the entirety, almost, of what was in the account 
What do you mean only- they lost it? So it's like it a was- bank for your crypto is what this bridge More is? More or less, yes. In this wallet, there was only $651 left after hackers got access to it. Now, here's the crazy thing. This is what they call like an open hack where someone basically opened it up and took out what they wanted and then they more or less like a like a bank robbery they walk in they open the vault right well they didn't take all the money cuz they didn't want to or couldn't or whatever so they just left it open and then other people were coming in and getting like oh hey I'll take $500 who's going to know <laughs> and so it was like a wow. it was like a flash mob robbery of a crypto thing and now this is the most insane part of this story to me was then they said some of this money may get returned because what they're calling white hat hackers, a.k.a. like the hero hackers, came into this and said, oh, no, it's left wide open. I will get the money out of it. And I'll keep and it I'll securely. And I'll keep it secure over on my thing. And I'll wait for the people who run this to uh, notify me that they found it. And then I'll return it all. I'm not going to convert any of it. To like the cash. Chinese guy in The Dark Knight Rises. Takes yeah, all the right. bad guy's money to a dark site so that's no right. one can steal yes, it. Yes, that's essentially what is happening here. So that sounds like, again, something we all just might be want to be aware that could happen when you're doing some of this. So, again, look into what a... Uh, nomad token bridge is i guess before freaking out if you have like cryptocurrency i don't think this affects most people but still just something interesting that i saw that i thought that that does not bode well for me at least buckeye show is next it's inside the crew at eight what's coming up at nine? Oh, little thing called you'll see actually i think it's the 50th birthday celebration of perverted oh yeah that's the AARP he's, he's trying to prove that he's just as virile at 50. And sterile. <laughs> virile and sterile. That's the theme Is of the show. I want to be. That's going to be a lot of letters. AARP, BDSM, GT. Just hope he's still, I hope he's malleable and pliable as well. I don't think he wants to be pliable. I think he wants to be... What? Straight as an arrow. I think. <laughs> you can't see what I'm doing here. But... All right, we'll see you tomorrow. This sucks. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier disabled vehicle is cleared from Route 315 southbound at 670. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. And you'll also find traffic is slow on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is backed up there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Family Dollar. At Family Dollar, they got more of what you want for back to school. Kickstart your day the right way with cereals from General Mills, Post, and Kellogg's. Fall back into fashion with a huge selection of apparel and footwear for the entire family. Family Dollar, helping you do more. Help me on array with fan traffic. For the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The fan.